We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Oh, the main the main difference is that Tarkov is in beta. <laughs> yes. Bro, my whole, you know what? That's what I said when I was in high school and I showed up to the midterm. I was like, listen, I'm just in beta. I'm in beta, I'm, dude. I'm early access, all right? <laughs> I'm so in what, beta. So what, I killed somebody. <laughs> so what, I so what I fucking failed all of my tests and failed out of classes. It's beta, bro. I'm, I, it's, this is Mike 0.8, yeah. bro. Just what do you wait for the optimization patch? Come on. It's not 1.0. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the podcast, the show dedicated to talking about all the progress things in life, like music, content creation, and video games. I'm one of your co-hosts, Dardu. <laughs> Dardu Valley. And I am uh, Dardu's uh, groupies. Roadies? What's that? Roadies. Is the Roadies, name. Not yeah, a yeah, yeah. I could be a groupie, but I'm... Pizza, pizza. Yeah, dude. No, the amount of people that came in and it was just like, "Yo, let me hear that Dardu song." I was like, "I feel, dude, I feel so stupid." It's just one of those things, man. That was so funny, though. You, when, once you like learn something, you never, yeah, you never have to look at it no, again. Exactly, exactly. It's just the yeah. the the crazy thing is that I made it this far in life without saying that word to a person who knows how wrong it was you know what i mean that's kind of yeah i mean to be fair though like i've also probably never said darude out loud in my life Mm. so it's just one of those things you don't actually say yeah but you'll like read a million times yeah and you know your brain sees the thing it recognizes and it just kind of like skips it the upside though is that when people come in and mention it we just play Sandstorm, and I just get, get it stuck in everyone's head for another week. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Uh, you're getting stuff stuck in people's heads. I'm getting stuff stuck in my throat. Mm. Trying to mow down. I've been like... I've, I've forgotten that I just recently had esophagus surgery. Yeah. And, like, and now that, I, now that I, there's no restrictions, I'm just like... You take a a big bite. I don't know what it yeah. is. Yeah, you you would think that when things taste good, that you would want to like chew them forever, right, dude? But no, no. The be- the better it is, the the less you want to chew it and swallow it and just put a new. Yeah, isn't that weird? I don't know why, dude. It's just like take a huge bite and it's like chew chew, and I'm just trying to like smash it down my throat so I can take another bite. And it's like, why don't I just let it 
sit for a little longer and chew it and taste this flavor that I love. I do that yeah. same thing, bro. Taste the rainbow. Let taste... that breadstick marinate in your mouth for like four, 45 minutes. Mm. Mm. Taste the rainbow. I do love Skittles. Yo, we went to the farmer's market around here. It's not really a farmer's market. It's kind of like that, though. And there's, I don't know if you, you probably don't doom scroll TikTok like I do, <laughs> but there's like, I don't a, even have TikTok. There's like a huge, farm. I don't know why, when, how, or there's no explanation, but for some reason, everyone, it, it's like, it's, it's almost like a, like every crypto bro that like lost all their money sold their Bitcoin miners and bought dehydrators. Is that what they're called? No, freeze dryers. And they're all just freeze drying candy and selling it. It's just like every other video you swipe. It's just like they just freeze dry candy. They just freeze dry like Skittles and it pulls all the moisture out and they pop and they get like basically three times the size. And then they just like you could squeeze and they just fall apart into dust. And then they sell it. And then they snort it? Like what? Well, no, you just they, you just eat the candy. They do it with everything, like Sour Patch Kids, Laffy Taffies. Anyways, and you said Taste the Rainbow, and that reminded me that we I got some. I got some freeze-dried Skittles, and they were weirdly good. Weird. Wait, yeah. at like a farmer's market? Yeah, there was like a guy who... And literally, it's funny, because I went up, and I was like, oh, I see this all the time. Let me buy some. And the guy was like, yeah, my son does this, man. He, he does it on TikTok. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yep. And, uh... The, okay, serious question. Does that qualify as cooking? I don't think so. I don't know. I, I don't know, man. Like, to me, if you ask me the, the raw definition of cooking, it would be you take a food ingredient and you do something to it to make it different. True. True. I mean, when you think about it, it's like you cook toast and toast is just making bread hot. Well, you toast toast. But is toasting a part of a cooking method? Toasting in and of itself is not cooking, um, but you can to- it can be a part of cooking. But like if I take bread and then I put it in the toaster and I toast it and then I put it in the trash can, I didn't cook anything. Well, then I would argue that putting Skittles in a freeze dryer and then just dumping them in a bag isn't cooking. So, okay, that answers my question. <laughs> that answers the question. It's not cooking. I don't know why you why I don't know why you thought it was cooking. What a stupid idea. <laughs> I mean, that's on you, dude. True, based. Anyways, not on, not if you wanted me. to waste six dollars on less than the amount of Skittles you get in a Skittles package, you can get some freeze dried Skittles, and they taste funny. I'm, cook, I'm cooking. <laughs> Dude, oh, cooking up, whipping up some of that delicious pizza. Mm-hmm. <coughs> oh, man. <sighs> What's going on? Oh, so we had a so we had a big old weird random Tarkov patch today. Bigger than bigger than normal. Um, tell me more. I'm just going to sit back, relax. Dude, you eat the- your pizza and I'm going to tell you all about this game that you miss so much. No, I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. So. They tweeted a while ago. They were like, hey, we plan to address a bunch of issues, which I love that they like, listen, I'm always saying communi- communicate more. And it was like five or six days ago, last week sometime, they were like, hey, we're aware of basically these issues. People are having a hard time getting into streets, performance, this, that, the other. These are the plans, like be on the lookout for some patches. 
And then we got a, a, cl- a server-side patch a few days after that that helped a lot of people who couldn't scav into streets. It was like, I think we had basically said, it, like, you they would... fix the queuing or something? Or? Well, it was weird because, like, like normally when there's a new map or a new wipe, there's a few maps that, like, you queue for, like, 30 minutes, right, to scav because there's more. And it's funny because, like, as a, as a tangent, if you're into Tarkov and you've ever said they really need to fix the long scav queue times... They're working as intended. It's like you can't scav into a map until PMCs PMC into that map because it doesn't spin up the server for a raid until PMCs are ready. Once that happens, three minutes later, it starts filling with scavs. So if you have 100 players queuing to PMC streets and 10,000 player scavs, <laughs> the player scav queue is going to be longer because there aren't enough raids. Now, Streets is a good example. Lighthouse. If you ever wonder why it takes you 15 minutes to get into Lighthouse, it's because nobody wants to PMC Lighthouse because that map is toxic and all the quests are late game, but everybody wants to scav Lighthouse because it's got Omega loot. So if you've ever wondered that, that's not they need to fix it. That's just like, you gotta have raids to scav into so yeah um but anyways there was an actual bug where like for me basically from the start of the wipe 50 percent of the time i scav streets whether it was nighttime daytime peak hours of playing tarkov or like early in the morning 50 percent of the time five minutes into the matching process it would just fade to black and say error and it would let you hit the reconnect button, but it never actually let you reconnect. You would just error out and you would get in a loop and you had to confirm leave, which also meant you burnt that scav kit. So there's one time I had the Tagilla hat. And I was like, oh, I'll save that for the quest. And I just like burned it. And then you have to wait. So you get the error. Then you have to confirm leave. Then you have to wait 20 minutes to scav again. So nobody had really been scaving streets. So we got like a client side or a server side um, patch that... Uh, we, we got a server side patch that fixed that, or at least for me, it went from 50% of the time I would get, uh, like bug out to like never, like it was working for me just all the time. So <clears throat> that was nice. And then today, last night they were like, Hey, we're taking the game down. We're doing a patch 13.5.1. It was four hours of downtime this morning from like 3am to like 7.30am. And then, uh, and then they brought it back up. And the patch notes are literally like four things. It's list of improvements. There's four things and then list of fixes. And it's like two pages. So it was like a pretty significant, like this patch was like aimed at fixing bugs. Stability. Yeah. yeah. And helping with bugs and stuff like that. Now in classic, there's new bugs and performance issues and stuff like that. But, um, but then what was crazy. So I, I, I skimmed through the patch notes and I was like, okay, that makes sense. I was surprised it took four hours, but then each one of those four things like ha- were pretty significant too. So like um, <clears throat> they added, the first thing was added new quests and expanded, expanded existing quest lines. And I logged on and I had like 11 new quests to accept. I was like, whoa. And they were pretty much all on streets. And uh, it wasn't anything like crazy. There was like, you know, go here and get this thing and extract with it. And it's uh, like, you need one of the streets keys that nobody ever used. They were like 40,000 rubles. And then they were like 400,000 rubles. Um, There's like an ambulance one, like a scavenger hunt. There's like eight or nine ambulances on streets. 
and it just randomly this is an interesting uh quest i actually didn't mind it i just was frustrated because we couldn't find all the ambulances for a while there's like nine ambulances all throughout streets one of them will spawn a phone on it and you have to find it and extract with it um so instead of normally it's like it was nice because it wasn't mark all the things and it wasn't like find this thing in this random arbitrary like zone. It was just go to the all the ambulances and look in the front seat. And it took us a while to find all the ambulances, but then we found it. Um, and it as a, as a part of that quest, they just gave you a streets map. Yes, and it had and it had a fucking circle yes. of all the ambulances. It would be le- legitimately that would be so much better because you would have to like. It doesn't. People are going to look on the fucking wiki anyway. Like that's the way that <laughs> 100%. most people are going to do it. Yeah, hundred percent. But then they had some. So there was one where, like, in the new area in the mall, there's a restaurant called like Beluga, and then there's like a Beluga key, and you have to do this key. And it said that you needed to find this thing near that area. So we thought it was in the key, but it was like in this kitchen. And I was like, for some reason, I was under the impression that it could spawn either in the locked room or outside of it. And I was like, oh, that's really interesting. Like, it's in this area and there's a locked room and it might be in there, but it might not be because I found it outside. And then there was another quest where it literally says, like, the Terra Group meeting room key. Like, it references that key and I had it. So I was like, okay. And I know for a fact I have. So I've seen screenshots so basically this this key is this quest is like go find this vial and it has the secret ingredient the quest is called like the red meat or something like that it was like super weird it was go find this vial with the secret ingredient and it references this key and so i went and i had the key so i went to the room and i unlocked it and i couldn't find the vial and chat was like somebody was like yo i found it outside of that room in the other room across that isn't keyed and i even have a screenshot of that vial sitting next to a phone in a room outside. So it was really interesting that they have quests now that might require a locked key. It's like every time it's like the golden pocket watch where every time you, if you have the quest, it's a client side thing that will spawn in, but it might spawn in a locked room or not, which was very interesting. It's like, I guess that means if you can't afford a bug, no, no, not at all. <laughs> but I was like, I guess that means if you don't have the money for the key, you could just spam the quest until you find it outside of it. But like, but then uh, we were going crazy because, dude, Veritas, me and Valiant, it took us like nine tries to find this thing. We, so once again, either it's bugged or either it's bugged, we couldn't find it. Like we're just, we just couldn't find it. Or the the quest item itself only has a percent chance to spawn. So like my suspicion, which is definitely not confirmation or anything, but my suspicion is that it's like if you have the quest as of today, it was like you spawned into a raid and it just like rolled a 50%. Maybe the quest item spawned. If it spawns, it would maybe spawn in the locked room or anywhere around it. But for like seven raids in a row, me and Valiant were like, scouring every inch of this office building that was directly referenced in the flavor text and we couldn't find anything and on like the eighth try i unlocked the key opened the door and it was just right there on the table which was just so weird because like 
I, I'm hesitant to criticize it as design because I think it could be a bug. But at the same time, we were just like losing our minds like this. It, I just kept thinking of all the things you and me talk about. Like this is such an this is such a bad way to make something hard. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's such a bad like if it's intentional, if it's like it's just not always going to spawn in the locked room and it's just not always going to spawn at all. Like. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you they're can, just so many ways that they <laughs> want to slow down. Yeah. Like, like they, I, I think this is their way of <laughs> trying to take control back because like if, if something's always in the same area and you can just go there every time, then like the wiki can just tell you where to go and yeah. you know, they, they don't want that. Right. No. They want. They want you to not know how, what, where, why, and they want you to like search, and that would be great in a single player like yeah. RPG game, not in, yeah, not in Tarkov. And in that single player RPG game, what would they give you? They would give you clues. You know what I mean? Like oh, a million, yeah. It, it, they would give you clues. You you could ask, but <laughs> if this is fucking Baldur's Gate, I could talk to the the duckling by the lake yeah with a spell and it would be like quack quack i saw some things over here you know you talk to the homeless yeah. guy you give him some money he'd tell you whatever right like and so it was like it was just crazy because like me and me and Velian have you know between the two of us eighteen thousand hours of experience in escape from tarkov we know you know and we couldn't find this thing i was like at, at first I was really frustrated because I was like this they've never done a quest like that before like if I have the quest the item always spawns they've recently in recent years made it so it doesn't always spawn in the same spot but the only clue we had which was literally the named like the Terra group meeting room we were there and it's like there's an office here an office next to it an armory and a locked armory key a server room and that's all there was no upstairs we were looking in the planters. We were looking. I was looking under couches. I was seeing if it was clipped under the floor. I mean, we scoured this place like seven, eight times, knowing where to look, knowing like where BSG likes to hide. We everything top to bottom. And so it was just like I was I was really having a hard time just believing that we couldn't find it unless the area that they mentioned doesn't always have any like unless sometimes it just spawns in the building next to us for no reason. You know what I mean? Which also, which wouldn't be a defense of VSG. It wouldn't be like, oh, well, you couldn't find it because it was over there. It's like, well, if it was over there, that's stupid too because they referenced this building in the flavor text. You know what I mean? So now it could just be a bug that it's spawn. It's not spawning every time for sure. Do you know the name? So are you sure it's instance like the pocket watch? Yeah. What? What's? Do you know the name of the quest by any chance? Uh, it had something to do with red meat. If I just took red meat into the wiki right now. Beyond the Red Meat Part 2. Beyond the Red Meat Part 2. I want to read. Usually, the, okay. We took a look at the diary you found. Addresses, shipment, <coughs> addresses, shipments. Wait, is that a noun or a verb? Addresses, Probably addressed old... shipments. No, I think, I think. I think that the diary oh, addresses it addresses shipments. shipments. Gotcha. Yeah, it took me it took me a second. Addresses shipments of some bullshit from the terror group offices. Anyway, to make good food, these assholes were adding some obscure lab grade ingredient. 
They were cooking. They were cooking. Uh, I, I think that lab grade obscure might have been marinara. Yep. Um, it was made to be extremely addictive. Okay, <laughs> marinara, more evidence. So more people would come to give these pricks money and to make them more compliant. It's some murky shit. Why don't you check to see what they're shipping from the offices? Maybe some of it's still there. There's a mention of some kind of red vial in the notes. So the only thing we got from that that helps me on my journey is red vial. That's it. Locate and obtain the secret ingredient at the Terra Group office on streets of Tarkov. And then that's the other only piece of information. So if we're actually talking about practical, useful piece of information, the only thing we can pull from that is red vial, Terra Group office. Now, isn't there... Um, is I, I don't know that particular building off the top of my head. <laughs> it's the is, brand new. It's in the new wipe. Okay, so is the office like one big building that has a bunch of rooms? Like, could it be interpreted as anywhere in the building? So, or is that the, is there one locked room that is the office? No. So we were checking. So basically, it's a skyscraper, but it's not a maybe skyscraper. It's like a. 30-story building, but only the first floor is accessible, and it's in a cluster of buildings called the uh, Cardinal Apartment Complex, and some of those other buildings have multiple levels available, but this building, there's a locked terror group office, an office next to it. On the other side of the like first-floor lobby, there's an armory, and the, you can get a, a, a key that enters the locked part of that armory. There's a server room, and there's another office. Like, that's it. You basically Could walk that in. whole thing be terror group? Yes, like, and owned? we tore it down top to bottom. Every single one of those rooms, every planter, every blade of grass, every desk, every jacket, every, like, and we did that seven times. Every room, keyed or not, like, it was oh crazy. God. First spawn, second spawn, third spawn, fourth spawn. Damn, a lot of spawns. Oh, what? Hold on. Here you go. The wiki has your answers. Yo, the wiki does have my answers. Click, yo, click the map at the top. Is that across the street? It's Wait, is that the bank? No, 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 no. This is all new area. Oh, it looks like Dude, that area, it, kind of. It literally, it. <laughs> you you can cross the street. You can seems. literally cross the street. Those buildings are across the street and like two hundred feet away from each other. So that's why there's five spawns, or there's two spawns in the building across the street upstairs. That's it. All right. Please, I'm I'm pulling it up on my computer so people can look so that they don't maul at us. But I needed to like close my tabs and like Discord and <laughs> You never know. Oh, and my Uber Eats order, which shows a photograph of my front door. Mm. Not good. Um, Wiki Tarkov, <laughs> dude. Nope not not the No Man's Sky Wiki. I get PTSD. That is crazy. No, not the Baldur's Gate wiki. God damn it. Too many wikis, dude. There's a wiki for everything. I'd wiki that. Red meat. So, I mean, that's annoying, dude. That is annoying. Like, they need to give you more. So, it's like, so, 
so here's the thing. I know, I, and and I know people are gonna get on to me for like harping on this so much. You know what I mean? But you go watch a different podcast, I guess. I don't know. Um, yeah, go listen to something else. Fuck you. You look at you. You heard it here first. <laughs> you read the flavor text. You read. Yeah. So two different buildings. And this, the the top right one is an, a cluster of buildings. That's not even one building. I mean, I guess the only... Uh, I guess technically the the two spawns that it says on the wiki are... Oh, wait. So is this a building? Yeah. Or is the whole thing... Well, that whole thing is a building. Oh, okay. So that's a building. Oh, oh. so there's three buildings. No. Wait. Four? Are, are these connected? Those are all rooms. Yeah. So that's the, the left rectangle or left square is where me and Valiant were checking every time. So there's one building, two building, three building. Yeah. You're looking for one thing. Yeah. And so, so like, here's the, <laughs> here's the thing. This is like, I've never heard Nikita say this, but I think we infer it sometimes. It's like that they don't want, that they don't like that people basically just look at the wiki to figure out their quests. Yeah. Well, I don't know that I've ever heard him say that. Maybe he did, but like, if that's the assumption that they that they don't want us to just be able to look at the wiki, this does the literal exact opposite. If you were trying to create quests in such a way that actually your intention was to force your player base to rely on wikis, this is exactly how you would design those quests. It mm -hmm. says from the Terra Group office which implies once you find the office, you just need to find where it spawns. This is the place it goes. And in the entire like story flavor text, why don't you check to see what they were shipping from the offices? But that was just the offices. There's a 300,000 offices in Streets of Tarkov, right? So we get yeah, the, and And as soon as you find one and you're like, yeah, oh, I think this is it. You assume it has to be here. Yeah. Why would I leave and go elsewhere? Especially since, and you've played Escape from Tarkov longer than I have. How many times have they ever done this before? Like, this is the first time they've ever created a, a quest that now just arbitrarily spawns in two buildings. It's like a pocket watch. Imagine if the pocket watch spawned in that truck on Customs or in Third Story Dorms or in Big Red. And, but but the flavor text was a picture of the truck because that picture like the 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 picture that's on the wiki that's the room we were looking in <laughs> like so it's wild so it's just crazy to me because like if you were trying to design a quest so that people rely more on the wiki you would say one thing but have the actual quest be in multiple different places in multiple different spawns on multiple different literal parts of the map and not tell the player about it because then you're just waiting for people to then now just go look at the wiki. Now, the next time I do that, it's going to be like the slowing down the progression happens for 30 minutes, right? This patch went live today, this morning, 12 hours later, here we are at 7 p.m. It went live at 7 a.m. at 7 p.m. If you haven't played yet, your progression wasn't slowed at all because now the wiki has everything. And if you played this morning like I did, your progression was only slowed for the 45 minutes it took us to find it because now next wipe, now I know where all the spawns are. And it didn't in any way, shape, or form meaningfully remove my reliance on the wiki. If they wanted to remove, remove reliance on the wiki, do something like this, but say we're not sure where it is 
and then give us a map with some really like rough circles drawn on it. If I hadn't just known to look in more than one spot, we would have looked. Like you know what I mean? And and they, they already have paper map implemented in the yeah. game. They are and, and they already have had for six years now the ability to draw on the map. <laughs> they could have yeah. just. They didn't even have to like like Photoshop anything. They could have literally just like instantiated it yeah. with like the drawing. And, and even if you could like erase it. Yeah. Like, so I once just, again, there's nothing if you if you don't want to rely on the wiki, there's nothing in game that meaningfully tells me what I'm supposed to be doing or where that's supposed to be is. And if I can't find it, there's nothing that meaningfully helps me along that journey. And when I found it, because like some people the f as soon as they got that quest, they went in, they unlocked the room, they opened it, and it was there. They didn't meaningfully have any understanding of that entire other part of the quest. They were like, oh, it always spawns here. Next wipe, they're going to be like, what the fuck? Did yeah. they change this quest? And so it's like, it doesn't, I just, I don't understand. I don't understand what the point is. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't slow anyone's progression. The people that can just like, the people that can as soon as the patch hits, just hop right on and play whenever they want, then figure it out for the people who are the more casuals that are at work and then come home. Nobody's progression was meaningfully slowed because the casuals now have it all on the wiki beforehand and the no lifers are no lifers anyway. So a difference of 30 minutes to them is nothing. So yeah, the, really what they're doing is maybe they're hoping that if they do this enough, the people contributing to the wiki will eventually just get so tired of it that they won't I don't know. stop. I don't know. <laughs> That's the they're, they're trying to they're trying to starve out the the, <laughs> the, the wiki the, supporters. Yeah. So like, but and then the flip side of that is it that's so frustrating because a lot of the quests were really cool. Like, I don't mind. Like, I I love that there's lore. I love that there's more streets quests because I love streets. I I love a lot of these things. I like that they're like all these little tangents. I don't mind going and looking for a red vial and surviving and extracting with it. I don't mind. One of the quests was. Um, kill dude one of the quests was like you could tell it, it the quest felt like a quest that before it got shipped somebody went wait 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 let's let's make this better because the quest was kill any target at the the new mall area on streets with pistols and it was like it was like at some point this quest read kill 15 PMCs with the FN 57 and someone went whoa 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 any target they can be scavs and make it any pistol and that quest was like oh that's cool I'm fine with that I get to choose the pistol it's the patch that they added the quick swap so it's an excuse for me to engage with something that they added and the area is large enough that I'm not like in the stupid bunker mission pest control and reserve just sitting in a bunker waiting for scavs to spawn like that quest was great and so it's hard because like some of the quest design here was really good or at least maybe not really good, but like steps in the right direction, like actual feedback we've given. But then it, it gets tainted by a few of these where we're just like running around in circles with like chickens with our heads cut off looking in the place that it tells me to look and the picture tells me to look. And it's just not here. It's in a building up the street on the other side. You know what I mean? That's just like, yeah. it's crazy. It's crazy talk, dude. Um. And then the other thing, so the only other quest-related thing, so they added a few other quests, kill Kaban, uh, which is not at all a surprise, right? Like every boss ends, ends up getting a quest where you have to kill him. Uh, it's a, luckily, it's another quest where you don't have to like take anything from him. It's just mm -hmm. kill him. It's not like, does he have the golden TT? Maybe not. It's just kill Kaban, kill five of his guards. Easy peasy. 
Um, they add in like broadcast par five, which is kill a cultist priest, which is less easy. And I don't really care to farm the cultists. Um, <laughs> the other thing I'll say about quests is they have been on this kick, bro, of making quests have additional steps that only show up when you complete the steps. So like one of them was, I don't remember which one. It was a therapist one. We had to find something and we found it and we extracted with it. And then I went to go turn it in and I turned it in and it was like, now there was another line where it was like, survive on streets using the car, the car extract. And so it was like, okay. So we just like go back in and extract via the car. And then now we can do the quest. And in that case, it was just like a little annoying, right? Mm -hmm. Let me take you on this emotional journey I went on the other day. One of the quests that got changed this way, and by the way, once again, I think it's important to know that the context, Nikita literally said that this list of quests that they changed were a list of quests that he said people were having a really hard time doing and we wanted to make more accessible. Okay. Okay. That's the context. One of those quests is Tarkov Shooter Part 8. Do you remember what that one was? Uh, Kill three PMCs with a bolt action on woods in one raid. Oh, That's yeah, what yeah. that one was. And it used to be just the Mosin, then they made it any bolt action. Okay. It's now kill three PMCs with headshots with a bolt action without dying. So instead of, you used to be able to kill him anywhere, you can hit him in the thorax, now you have to hit him headshots. But the thing is, is if you kill two PMCs and can't find anyone, you can bank the kills, leave, come back, and get your last kill. Additionally, it doesn't have to be on woods anymore. It can be any map. So the negative was they took it from any kill to had to be headshots, but the positive was it doesn't have to be on woods, and it's just like you can bank the kills as long as you don't die. Mm-hmm. It does reset. Okay. We're on Lighthouse. I had been putting off doing this quest. All right. I just, I, I didn't want to do it. We're on Lighthouse trying to do a bunch of quests. I'm doing like assessment seals, doing a bunch of stuff, right? I'm like, I'll bring a bolting and just see. Like, I'm not really going to go for it, but I'll see. And then, of course, I say in my brain, I'm not really going to go for it. But then, like, every time I get a kill, I'm like, okay, now I kind of want to finish this stupid quest. Anyways, we're like five, six raids deep. Boom, get one. Boom, get another one. I'm like, all right, seal. Like, if we see another PMC, you know, just like, let me know. You know what I mean? And like, we see somebody throws a grenade. I'm up on the mountain. I'm like, no, I don't want to. Anyways, throw a grenade, boom, flush him out. Peak, he's running. Bam, headshot. I even rewatched the clip, dude. Headshot, I got the the noise, da, 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 or whatever it is. In the bottom right-hand corner, it says the quest, Tarkov Shooter Part 8, is complete, ready to be turned in. The next words out of my mouth are, sweet, got that done, let's go to water treatment and get your quest done, seal. We go, I die, it resets the quest. After you get the three headshots, another line pops up that says survive and extract the raid. But I, it said the quest is complete, ready to be turned in. I was so mad, dude. And then it took me two days to get the quest done again. Doesn't that also happen with, like, isn't the same kind of thing, and I might be misremembering, but with, with bullshit? Bullshit, yes. 
because it says like, oh, you're good. And then if you kill a scav after yes. that, it undoes the you're good. And the thing is, in that quest, the thing to do, like the, the meme thing that we do is like finish bullshit and then I'll have Seal or my friend just kill me because killing you doesn't reset the quest. Only killing the scav does. So then yeah. I just go turn it in and he brings my stuff out, right? Now, I totally get it. I totally get it, man. The quest says you could make the argument. You could absolutely make the argument. It says do this quest without dying, right? But my argument is twofold. One, I did. I killed three people without dying. Dying after the fact does not diminish the fact that I killed three PMCs with headshots with a bolt action without the dying in between. So even if you want to make the argument that, well, it says without dying, I can come back at that. And then my second fold argument is if the quest is not complete, don't say the quest is complete. Like why, what reason would I have to just like go peruse through my quests in the middle of that raid to make sure a random additional line qualification for the quest is pop up? Dude. I was so pissed. And then like that night, I had like five more raids where I killed two people and died to the third. And then I had to like, then the whole next day, we, I was trying to do it and we finally got it done. And I was so mad because it was crazy because like my my words were like, let's go do your quests, Seal. Like I have mine done. The game told me mine was done. And once again, that's just like, a, it's a one hit or quitter, right? Like that didn't slow my progression. It did that one day, but like now every other wipe, now I'm just going to know that as soon as I kill that third guy, I have to run out. It's, it's brutal. It's, it's just, he like, here's the deal. <laughs> they implement all of these things without thinking or while being inept. <sighs> Dude. And then when people complain, they double down and justify it as like, well, you know, it's either hardcore game yeah. or, oh, well, it says you have says to survive. without dying. Like, like, I, I promise you, I promise <laughs> you, I pro I'll bet you the rest of my fucking pizza dinner box that there was never like a meeting where they were like, all right, everybody. Hey, it's a nine o'clock meeting to talk about the fucking Tarkov shooter part eight discussion yeah. we were going to have. And then. They, someone explicitly said here's what we want these are the requirements we want it to say this when you kill the people we want it to then pop up with this while also saying like they it was yeah. never an explicit like that's what people need to take a step back and 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 realize that <clears throat> you are rightfully upset and so many people will say <laughs> that's the way it is slash is meant to be yeah yeah and they just assume they, the assumption is the way it is was how it was meant to be and how it was meant to be is inherently objectively Correct. good. It's yeah. the right yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah. And therefore, if you have a problem with it, you're playing the wrong game. Yep. Um, it's wild. Or you need to get good or it's your fault. Or And, and yep. the fact of the matter is it simply isn't. Yep. It's not good. It's and, not your fault. It's not unreasonable. Um, yep. Especially since this isn't a new quest. It's a quest that I've done seven times that's changed. You want to know what else? 
I, I can get it from a game design perspective that like they made the qualifier. It used to be in one raid. That was the qualifier. It was get three kills in one raid. Now, in order to bypass in one raid, I'm sure the code is like without dying. You know what I mean? If dead, task fail. If not dead, task succeed. But from a player, and this is exactly what you were talking about, they don't sit down and say, okay, what are the changes we're making and how does the player interact with them? That's because I'm not a coder. I'm not, I don't see the difference between in one raid and without dying as like a, you know, a code, but you know, a open and closing gates. And like, I just see it as a player would interact with it. I've gotten Tarkov shooter part eight done and then died before. Like I kill two guys and then I run and I see another squad, a three minute and I kill one of them. And then the other two turn around and kill me. And I go, I don't even care. I got the quest done. Yes, boys. Before, Tarkov that shooter part eight. They made before it they one. made it. So yeah. not only is it terrible in telling me what it wants from me, but it's a quest I have history with. And, and now that piece of it has changed, which why would I, why would I inherently know that? And what the thing is, is like these decisions aren't inherently bad decisions. They're just not carried through. They're just not carried through to let the player know it would actually be interesting if some of the quests had steps to them that only revealed themselves once you completed previous steps. Like when you find a thing happen. and then you discover like, oh, you found the thumb drive, but you just found the dead body and figure out who killed them. You yeah, know what I mean? or like, find out where the thumb drive goes. Give it to this person or put it in this computer on streets. And here's the thing. If they wanted to do that, all you would have to do is two things. One, that sound that we all know, there's two sounds. There's this is oh, this is what grinds my gears too. They could they could have made this. I have so many thoughts. I'm exploding. They could have I can't made hear this. anything other than the Tony Hawk, like the, yeah. the you, when you collect the tape. That's yeah. all I can hear. I don't know what what it sounds like in Tarkov anymore. Okay, so there's two sounds. There's the sound of completing a quest, like literally the whole quest is over. It's like like it's a big sound, yeah. and then, and then, then it's like, and then there's the sound of like picking up a quest item. Like if you need four GPUs and ten CPU fans, when you find your last GPU, it's just chink. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a little click. In my opinion, they should add a third sound for that only plays when you completed this. There's more. Yeah, it's 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 <laughs> like in every other game when you're walking by something and it's like, like yeah. it, it tells you like there's more. There's something to look at yeah. over here. There, you know, whatever. Then the player was like, "What was that sound? Let me check the the quest." The second low hanging fruit. When you complete a quest, it literally says in the bottom right, the quest is complete. Why doesn't it just pop up and say, objective complete, see quest details for more info? Like, if you want to do that, that's fine. But like, it's insanity to literally Pavlov's dog your player base with these sounds and then play them when they now mean different things. That's insane. All they had to do was come up with one new tone and just make that quest thing say, hey, objective complete. Please, you know, see quest for more details. And then this would make sense. Then this would be like, oh, that's cool. Or like, oh, shoot, I didn't think about that. Like, or whatever. But to just. Once again, it, it doesn't it doesn't push people to rely less on a wiki when your friends just like I just completed the fifth hardest quest in the game. And was it was just completely robbed from me because I didn't know 
I then had to do this. It's crazy. It's crazy. So the quests overall, we got some new quests there. It's like there's fighting in BSG. There's people who are like trying to like take the feedback and, and, and make better quests. And some of the quests really show that. And then there's just like this insanity where somebody approved this on a, they, they got a spreadsheet of quest changes. They read it cursory. They were just like, oh, you want to change these quests? Sounds good. And nobody over there is considering how a player would interact with these quests. Um, <clears throat> Dude, it's, a, it's, a, it's just a, it's a different level of, it's a different level of experience, uh, a different perspective, a different level of attention to detail, a different level of like being good <laughs> and giving a fuck. Yeah. And more and more, dude more and more i i'm getting the how do i like explain what i'm about to say you remember the tweet about that the guy did recently that game developer where he basically said hey don't let what larian did with baldur's, oh, with baldur's gate. gate don't let this don't, be a new standard don't, don't let that be the new standard and the more the more i like think about that um the more I just start to think like that should have been the standard yeah, all along. Like I, whether it's Tarkov stuff or the Starfield stuff that I mauled it about. <clears throat> actually, I realized now that I mauled it about on our like super yeah. secret Patreon episode that we do. We do a, we have, we have, we have a Patreon check out the Patreon, the, um, the, 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 the Patreon, that was the, the patreon.com slash the podcast pod. pod. Yep. Yep. Um, because we basically have an extra episode every week. And the most recent one I molded for like, <laughs> like 45 minutes about Starfield. Um, and maybe we'll talk a little bit about it after. Yeah. 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 But, but yeah, that's why it should be the standard considering how the players interact with the game. <laughs> well, should be the standard. It's just, I, if if I was the one putting out games in the states that they are, making the design decisions and all of the compromises and whatever, I would genuinely be, I wouldn't be proud of myself. Yeah. Like I would, I just, I just would, I would hate it. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> so to think that, People are either like okay with the fucking game design decisions yeah. that they have, or or the products that they put out these days, dude. It's like it's 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 it just makes me sad. Yeah, you know when you see someone who just now I'm I'm like I'm gonna be like putting myself in a box that probably a bunch of people are like are, are not gonna like me for, but like I had a bunch of my friends in like in school, I. I didn't study a ton really yeah. ever. I didn't put in like a shit ton of effort. Um, I, I, I got good grades. I was fortunate enough to just have been good at school. Yeah. Um, but like I wasn't like a straight A student. I wasn't one of those people that gave 110%. But there's like a threshold where I'm like, I would look at some of my friends and be like, how how are you not like ashamed to like sit in front of a teacher and be like, 
yeah, I didn't, I didn't, you know, it's like, yeah. oh, Joe, it's your, it's your time to do your presentation for your midterm. And Dude. you're like, yeah, I didn't do it. And it's like, yeah, Dude. I would, I would fake sick and not show up yeah. before I would sit there and unironically say, yeah, I didn't do it. Yeah. My fear of that moment is greater than my desire to not do the homework. So I would just end mm-hmm. up doing the, the project because I could, I couldn't fathom that moment. And that's how, that's how fucking games yeah, that's how t- half of the shit in Tarkov and that's Starfield and all this stuff. That's literally they're all sitting in front of us, either either saying, yeah, I didn't do yeah. that. <laughs> or they're saying. Here it is. And they're and they're giving you the 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 essay that they wrote that yeah. was supposed to be a three page essay and it's a paragraph and a half. Yeah. Double spaced with like 16 point font. Yeah, 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 yeah. And. They want people to like accept it and just be okay. And, they, and like if the teacher gives them a D, they're going to be like flabbergasted. Yeah. As if they, you know, do you know who my dad is? Like yeah. I earned this, you know, whatever. It's. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, man. I don't know. It's. Uh... Oh, the main the main difference is that Tarkov is in beta. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> Bro, my whole, you know what? That's what I said when I was in high school and I showed up to the midterm. I was like, listen, I'm just in beta. I'm in beta, I'm, dude. I'm early access, all right? <laughs> I'm so in what, beta. So what, I killed somebody. <laughs> so, what, I, so what, I fucking failed all of my tests and failed out of classes. It's beta, bro. I'm, it's, this is Mike 0.8, yeah. bro. Just what do you wait for the optimization patch? Come on. It's not 1.0. You paid $150 oh. for it. But listen, it doesn't say 1.0. So everything I do is completely acceptable. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's And then that's it's funny to say that around quest design, too, because like. They've been making quests for this game since day one. So like there's no excuse to make a quest so bad. <laughs> Just like, oh, we and forgot to, change- to consider the player of the game. Sorry, guys, it's our first quest. No, 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 no. This is the 400th stupid arbitrary quest in this game. Yeah, and this is the seventh iteration on it. Yeah. yeah. You, like, like you, you can't... You gotta see, but your teacher said, I'm gonna give you a, one day to rewrite the paper, and I'm not gonna put the C on the books, right? And you rewrite the paper... And it's worse than before. <laughs> and then she looks at it and goes, I'm going to give you one more chance. And then you come back and you make it even worse. Or it's literally you just you just right clicked and did find synonym for every other word over <laughs> yeah. five letters long. And yeah. you're like, it's a different paper. And then you expect them to say, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, this is great. This is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Um. It's it's funny because like the quest thing really spawns a bunch of conversations. The other quest related thing that's related to like other weird bad game design decisions is like so a bunch of these quests. So like people are really mad about the quests and like like I said some of some of it's for good reason. Some of it is like good quest design that they just missed. Some of the quests that were fine quests. It was like okay, whatever. So like the trooper backpack which is the new backpack. It's the exact same size of the attack too. Um, okay. But it's just like looks different, right? It just like looks like a different backpack. That is the meta backpack. Everybody uses that backpack. Why you might ask? Because 
even though it fits, it is literally the exact same size as an attack two and it doesn't have anything segmented. It is just an attack two that looks different. The attack two weighs four times as much. It, the, the trooper is one kilogram and then attack two is like 3.6. So early wipe when everybody's freaking overweight, you know, when you pick up some sprats, right? Like, of course this, this is going to be the backpack they use. So they just put that backpack behind one of these late quests. <laughs> Okay, that we'll we'll get back to the absurdity of that real quick. It just occurred to me that if you have like a can of Tashanka in your backpack and then you eat the Tashanka. Yeah. It, let's say the Tashanka weighs one pound. Your weight shouldn't go down. Yeah, <laughs> true. Think about it. <laughs> if you think about Yo, it. Yo, true. The mass of my character increases while the weight of my backpack decreases. Mm. I mean, I, I suppose key to any ideas. Only, only the aluminum can that you presumably just chuck on the ground. Yeah, that's, but that's not where all of the weight from the yeah, trunk comes from. True. Think about it. We need. Poop, Sorry, back to what you were saying. It just. Anyway, so know. like they just they moved that um, backpack behind one of these quests, like these ones, like random arbitrary quests, and then like. The the foregrip everyone's using right now is the SE5. It's like the angled one, but it's angled like out of 45 down towards you, not the like gangster grip that's 45 this way. Although they actually moved that one as well. But the metal one's the SE5. It's like a good balance of ergo and recoil reduction. And they put that behind one of these like super late game quests too. And so like people are like malding. And this goes, this to me goes back to not something we've talked about before, but also just like, my new stance on a lot of this stuff. So like that, those things like them moving these. And then also what they did is they added a new gunsmith, one singular new gunsmith, gunsmith part 23. And you need to turn in a mutant with the 400 millimeter barrel and like this part and that part and this part. And then most of those parts, they took, you could buy them on the traders. They took them off the traders and put them behind gunsmith part 23. <laughs> so now like yesterday I could just buy a 409 millimeter barrel if I wanted to. Now I can't. They're all 2 million rubles on the flea market. And I just have to complete Gunsmith Part 23 to now be able to buy the 409 millimeter barrels again. And that, this just goes along when we're talking about balancing. It's like, I'll start another conversation, then it connects. People on Twitter, I just saw something. Somebody asked me, like, what do you think about, like, the beef on Twitter about the ammo? And I was like, I don't even seen anything. And basically, it was just like, people were talking about how and we talked about this on on the patch day, like on the on the white the first podcast after the wipe, where like seven six two BP has been the meta for like four wipes, right? And then they kept making it more expensive and pushing it to later and later traders. And then it was you know level four proper, and it was locked behind a quest, and it was really expensive. And then finally, last wipe, they just took it off the traders. You couldn't buy it no matter what; you could only craft it. So people were crafting it. Guess what? Still the meta ammo, right? It didn't change anything. And then. 80% of the way through last wipe, they added that new quest with the bloodhounds. And if you completed that quest, it put 762 BP back on the traders. Cut to this wipe, they just put 762 BP back on the traders through a different quest that you got earlier than the bloodhounds one. And basically somebody was like, if you put, now that we're putting 762 BP back on the traders, we need to put SS190 back on the traders and AP. Like, it's just like, and, and I, I, what I'm not saying is that I, I think this guy's tweet was dumb. I'm saying I can understand the confusion of like, are meta ammos on traders or not? 
Also, these five meta ammos are all worse and fit in worse guns than a mutant with 7.62 BP. So like, can we have them? And then everybody goes into like, well, no, we shouldn't have these meta things. And then, but somebody, then somebody's like, but literally 7.62 BP is on the trailer. And it just goes and goes and goes and goes and goes. And somebody asked me about it and it's the same. And I have the same opinion as I have about the trooper backpack and the SE5. Cherry picking is just so bad. It just, it's never, ever, ever, ever effective. Like, and we've said this before, balance the game or stop balancing the game. But the in-between of like, uh, 7.62 BP, where should we put it? Oh, we're going to take it away. Oh, it's going to bring it back. Oh, it's taking it away. And it's like, meanwhile, no one's used an MP5 in three years because AP 6.3, you can only buy 90 of, and it's garbage. And like SS190, nobody runs P90s. And it's just like, people are like, well, what do you think about them putting BP back? It's like, I can't actually formulate an opinion about what I think about that. Because what we're talking about here is 50 calibers, 200 different rounds across all these different guns and stuff like the game needs balance or stop it. Stop touching stuff. And it's so weird because same thing with the backpack. It was like this fundamentally how we different, how differently I look at the world than BSG does. Like, should we make the attack to way lighter? No, f that. Let's just move the trooper to some random quest that you have to be level 42 to have. It's like, why? It doesn't, I, I just don't. So that's my opinion on everything. It all connects. All, all, the balance, the way that BSG does balance is just cherry picking. It's just like streamers use this, move it or change it or make it more expensive or most of the time a combination of those things. And it's so meaningless because like, most things are meta by a few percent, right? Like if you move the SC5, I'll just use the RK2. If you move the trooper, I'll just use the attack two or I'll use it. Like my experience doesn't change, but a few percent. It literally just exists to like anger everyone. <laughs> like, I don't know. I mean, they could take all of the all of the numbers and switch them all around randomly. The plus two ergo, plus three ergo, plus three ergo. And nobody would know yeah. anyway. So so it's, it's not only... Not only is it there and it angers people and it frustrates people and it makes them wonder and it uses development time and resources to do all of these changes and balancing and all this other bullshit, but it largely also doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Like, and so I just don't, I don't understand. Like, it's just like the, 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 it's so hard. What do I think about 762 BP being back on the traders at level four after a quest when last wipe it was under a different quest and the wipe before that it wasn't under? It's like, what do you mean? What do I think about it, man? It's like we have this ammo on the trader at this level and it's really good. We have this ammo that you can't even buy or craft and it's garbage and it's in a gun that I wish I could run. I wish I could run my MP5 SD again, but I don't have but 33 rounds of AP 6.3, let alone PVP, but I got plenty of BP to go around. Right now, I have four weeks into a wipe. I have BP on traders. I completed the quest. I can buy 120 rounds. I can buy more BP per reset than 9 mil AP 6.3. So it's like, what do you mean? What do I think about it? Like, I can't even begin to describe to you what I think about it because there's so many guns and there's so many meta ammos and there's so much balance between them, between like fire rate, availability of the gun, availability of the mods for that gun, the how those guns feel regardless of their stats, which are we are proven to be meaningless. Like all these things factor into how often or not a gun is used. 
and ammo is just like one tiny slice of that pie. And so to then take the pie, narrow it down to one slice, narrow, cut that slice 11 different times, and then that's your caliber. And then you take that 11th of a slice and slice that into 22 different slices. And you go, what do you think about the implications of the game that that 27th of the 11th of the slice of pie was moved around? It's like nothing. I think nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Oh God! You, I, I. Sometimes I feel like the third evolution of a Pokemon, <laughs> and and Jesse is the second evolution of a Pokemon, <laughs> trying to like, what? Jesse, because him is evolving. Yeah. And then a new patch comes out, and someone hits the B button and cancels it. And then I just devolve back into the Tarkov addict. Oh, shoot, bro. Oh, no. Oh, fucking A. Dude. Yeah, seriously. But so I mean, like, like it, it, dude, it's so funny how everything you're saying, the I, I'm, I'm so far removed from it. Yeah, that yeah, my, yeah. That my gut reaction, the, the instinct that I've been trained from reading YouTube and Reddit comments and tweets and whatever is for me to say... Wow, you're nitpicking such the no. Shut the fuck up. He's right. Yeah, like, yeah. Ah, it's you're you're just so fucking right. Yeah. And that's the thing is that like when I talk about it, that's what drives me crazy. Is when I try to describe how I can't have an opinion on it because it's all too connected. I do get called nitpicky, and that's the most insane thing because you're like you are the one nitpicking. Like not you, you, but like. You're ask you've reducted all of the ballistic system down to just like, well, what do you think about 762 BP? Like you're you're taking the one small detail and then asking me about it over and over. Like you're nitpicking. I'm saying I can't like it's too it's whatever. I don't even want to talk about it. It's the, the answer. The answer is. I, I could only answer with. <laughs> F of X equals the square root of the cosine yeah. of 97 might like that's my answer. It's a it's a graph. Yeah, is the answer to every question yeah. you could ask about Tarkov because it's there's just too many variables. There's too many. Oh, what do you mean? Well, with, think about the fire rate. Think about the meta. Think about the armor. Think about am I even going to shoot it? Think about how much does it cost? Think about when I do shoot it. Yeah. Who am I hitting? Is the are the bullets going to register? Am yeah. I in the middle <laughs> yeah. of a quest? Am I in the middle of a quest where I want to try to avoid the combat altogether? So then, if you think about really in if if you want. If you have a quest where you're trying to kill like two people and then after that you really want to get out and survive and you want to avoid the combat, then really anything more than like five bullets is a waste yeah, because all dude. you're doing is needlessly risking the blah, blah, blah. It's like 100%. And, and the thing is, is that like, I wish the community would stop fighting with each other because like, it just provide like the feedback to BSG, like stop fighting amongst because because I truly can empathize with both sides. Like, if you're newer to the game, if, you, if you've been playing new, like, of course, Tarkov is so complicated that you need the, like, reduction. You need, like, hey, you know, more pen is good, right? Like, you need the just, like, bro, tr you know, here's, try and find something with good. You need those things. And and so people just say, well, use this. And, like, everybody's been talking about 762BP for three years. So, like, of course, somebody, like, I don't judge that chatter that's like, hey, what do you think about them moving 762BP? when like they haven't considered the ballistic system in its entirety. And I've spent so much time considering the ballistic system in its entirety. And then I also don't blame the people 
who are rightly confused and who tweet out like, hey, you're giving us the literal most meta ammo in the game back on the traders. Can we have some of these other ones back on the traders so that there's some gun diversity in the game? Like I align with that opinion too. So it's like, and then everybody just like goes at each other in the comments once again about like what the game is supposed to be or an inherently good decision that BSG made. Or if you don't like this game, go play some other game. When it's like, the reality, my, my question, my, the answer, the real answer to the question is like BSG needs to like, if they want to make changes, they need to make sweeping changes across the whole thing and they need to communicate them. Like I would, I would much rather than, than them just like cherry picking BP and moving it around. I want next swipe. They go, Hey, we're changing how ammo availability, avail, availability works throughout the entire game. We don't like this. We're trying to see this. So we changed a bunch of things and like all the meta ammo is off and it's just terrible ammo on the or the opposite where they're like, hey, no, they make everything available, make it basically all the same, make it yeah. tiers based on the pen value and damage yeah. value, whatever. It's either a hundred dollars around or 300 rubles yeah. around or rubles. And then they don't fucking touch it. And in the next two years, they they stick their heads in an Excel spreadsheet and figure out how to balance. It. Yeah, seriously. Like literally, if they did that. If they did that, I would also be okay with that. But, but, but the point is like, I, I feel like they, they, yeah, it just, it's not, it doesn't functionally do anything. I mean, we, obviously I'm not, I'm not telling you this. We've, we have been, we have been talking about this on podcasts for literally a million years about exactly that, where it's like the difference, one thing, you know, that like BP versus, especially now this wipe. You know, like, so BP was always the best for 7.62, but PS was always the second best. Well, literally right between those now is a new ammo called PP. Um, it's a brand new ammo and it has six more pen than PS and six less pen than BP. So it literally sits right in the middle and it has like one less damage than both of those rounds. So it's functionally right down the middle. And and they all have the same exact time to kill against. But, the so that's what I'm saying. So now, especially now more than ever, BP like is it the best? Yes, objectively. But like, what does that mean? What does the time to kill change mean? Take a hundred fights. How many times did the net code just ignore your shots? How many times did you hit them in the face and it didn't matter? How many times did they have class one, two, or three armor on and it also didn't matter? How many times did you hit them in the arms and it didn't matter? How many times did you get aim punched and it didn't matter? Of the three times it mattered, you won two of those fights because that was across a hundred fights. That's seven million rubles worth of ammo if you're doing BP or 700,000 rubles worth of ammo if you're doing PP. So it's like, what does it matter exactly? Like, so... It, it just is one of those things where it's sowing such like anger and controversy between people who don't understand how little these things frequently matter. Like my favorite thing to do is just like run subsonic in an MP5. Dude, the amount of people that come in and they're like, dude, what the hell you run? Like subsonic's garbage. You gotta run FMJ. And then I drop like slick wrist T chads with it. And it's like, FMJ would have done that in one less bullet. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, it's just my favorite thing to do. So it, bro, you know what? It's just insanity, All right, here's, man. Here's, there's a, here's a mini podcast segment within a podcast segment. What I'm going to do is I am going to propose a solution to the problem that the community has as well as the game. Right. Okay. Um, what, 
I'm proposing a solution, and that solution is the solution proposed that is actually a problem in Starfield. Interesting. How do I step? How do I step backwards into this? I've already ruined the like the punchline, the lead up of this joke. But essentially, <laughs> I'm gonna take a side quest in Starfield that's problematic for ways that'll be obvious shortly. And that's the solution I'm going to propose. Oh, for Tarkov. For Tarkov, yeah. For the, the issue of, you know, like you <laughs> said, sowing the discontent. Yeah. So I was getting some B-roll for my Starfield video that I'm working on mm-hmm. about why the game is just complete utter trash. And so I actually went and did a side quest. I, I, I spent five hours oh, like, and, I, and I never managed to actually did a side quest. Yeah, I, I was like, I'm just going to do a side quest just to see. Okay. So I, there's a random dude, you know, looking like a fucking caricature. Here's the facial expression the guy makes, by the way, when you talk to him. He goes. <laughs> oh, man. If you're an audio oh, listener, oh, you got to timestamp into one hour and seven minutes. So you're, you're talking to the guy and he he's like, I need help. Okay. Mm hmm. And it's not like, you know, I've got a missing kid or whatever. He says, I can't, you're going to think I'm joking. He is a (laughs) a collector of like rare seeds. Classic. Which actually ends up having nothing really to do with it. I can't even, I can't even, I can't (laughs) even, it's so difficult. He's a collector of rare seeds. Okay. Okay. And one of the things he's talking about is all of the all of the disagreements and conflict that's going on around, right? And and his philosophy is that people need to just be inspired to change, right? Uh-huh. Now he's been trying to plant his favorite seed in like the planter in the middle of like the city. Okay. It's it's an olive seed, like an olive branch. Okay. But apparently the the guard, you know, in the middle of a city, yeah. there's just guards with guns of course. making sure people don't stop. plant. You're violating the law. <laughs> making sure people don't stop violate the law by putting a seed in the dirt. Okay. Crazy. He needs your help. So then I'm like, okay, cool. I'm a fucking rogue. I'm all specced into like sneak, whatever. I've, I've, even though I've tried, I've, I've got bonuses to sneak and persuasion. I've tried in the first 15 attempts to do either fail every time, even though every other Bethesda game, you auto succeed. Yeah. When you try your first like persuasion check, right? Like you could convince them to take their pants off and do jumping jacks, like, and it should work Which in a Bethesda game. Yeah. If you listen, I'm not gonna judge how you want to role play. Okay, so so I like, in, I put my character in the shadow of the tree, thinking like this has to be. Yeah. And I go over, and of course the guard is standing four feet from me, standing staring right at me like that. They put the guard directly in front of the quest marker where they're like, try and sneak. Yeah. And I go over, and he goes, "What the hell are you doing? Stop that!" And it's like. There's no, you know, not just, yeah, 
And then a thing pops up and says, talk to the guy again that gave you the quest and he'll provide a distraction. It's like, why didn't you just do me that? Like, yep. you were like, you were like, hey, you want to role play? Sorry, you can't go back <laughs> to the guy. It's like, why did you even ask? So then you go to the guy. And. What he says is. Guards, guards, police, help. I need to report a crime. And the policeman runs over and says, where's the body? And the guy says, what do you mean, where's the body? And he says, well, I don't know. We might need a blood splatter expert if there's been a crime. <laughs> it's 2023, and this is dialogue in a video game. <laughs> and he says, oh, yeah, I think it was a, a crime of passion. Yeah, well, let's get the blood splatter expert. The guy... Like, what do you mean? He 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 doesn't say, like, I saw a knife murder. Yeah. It's like, what do you, none of it makes any sense. And then he goes, oh, sorry, did I say a crime of passion? I meant a crime of fashion, because your outfit looks, like, ridiculous Woof. on you. And then the police officer goes, all right, you're wasting my time, and walks away. And that's that was the distraction so that you could plant the seed. And, and and again, let me step back and say the whole point of this, when you ask him, like, why did you want me to do this? It's because, you know what? In five years, this seed is going to grow to be a fully grown olive tree. And, and you know what? That's going to inspire people to look up and say, wow, we should really be extending olive branches and we should all get along. And that's the first side quest in Starfield. Honestly, we just need Jesse here. Here's what you need to do. If you want to solve all the problems with Tarkov in the community, I have a seed. I need you to go over yes. and and plant that in the thing. And don't worry, I'll be your distraction. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to... A crime of fashion. Next time someone's going to say, did you hear about that crime? I'm going to say, where's the body? Where's the body? We, we're going to need to call a blood splatter expert. We're definitely going to need to call a blood splatter expert. Stat. This is the fucking world we live in. And, and you know what? I just, and what's worse is that I wanted to pull up the reviews for Starfield, but I accidentally hit submit when my birthday in the whole Steam birthday oh, yeah. was, you know, like September 1st. 2023 and now it's like sorry you're not old enough to like I, so I can't even click on Starfield in my browser anymore to like pull up the charts and shit yeah I can't even I, I need to pull up like incognito yeah and like, oh my god this is the world we live in dude I dude. the sky is basketball video games are basketball video my games life are is basketball. basketball a crime of fashion you know what you know if you, if you look at the top six games Right now, I'm staring at the Steam page, uh, the top sellers, because I can't actually click on any of the games. Number six is NBA 2K24. You can pre-purchase it right now, and it is new, mm. uh, and it's been on the list for one week. That is basketball. That, I can safely say that's yeah, basketball. At least one-sixth of the top six games are basketball. You know what? And the number fourth top game is Steam Deck. So, <laughs> Listen. You know what would be a crime? A crime of passion? If you didn't check out the sponsor for this episode, which is HelloFresh. Hi, for HiFresh. <laughs> if you didn't 
check out our sponsor. Thank you so much, HelloFresh, for sponsoring this episode. Um, HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit service. We've been sponsored by them for a while. I've used them for a very, very long time. Uh, HelloFresh is just like the premier choice for this stuff. You get amazing meals. Uh, you get a ton of flexibility in when you want them to come, how many of them you want, what type of food you want. Uh, there's tons of options every single week. The food is delicious. The portions are great. And uh, you can eat again. So now you can finally eat some delicious HelloFresh. Yeah, no, I mean, and and, and I do. <laughs> and and I will. Do. Had the, had the, the, what the hell is it called? The golden chicken schnitzel, I believe. Oh, shoot. I haven't had that. I believe that was, I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not good at remembering names of foods because usually I'm just putting them in my mouth rather than having them come out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Verbally. I was, pretend that was poetic. Um, and it had some like nice uh, potato wedges, oh, yeah. which I haven't had in a million years. Um, had some nice asparagus, and I don't feel like a like I do right now, which is mm. how do I feel? Is lugubrious? 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 Yeah, I think that was um, a previous podcast word. L- probably. I've 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 been hearing slash using it a lot. Looking or sounding sad and dismal. That's how I feel. After eating not healthy food tonight, yeah, um, that's not how I felt after having some some nice Hello Fresh mm. because it was indeed Hello and it was indeed fresh. Dude, I had the sesame soy beef bowl today, very delicious. Anyways, um, oh, it's so good. We love it. This is something that, like, seriously, this is. I know it's an ad read, but this is literally something I've used for like the better part of a year. Um, there's all sorts of different options that you can do meals that you can have in 15 minutes or less. Keto, protein plus. Uh, it's all, it's all there. They also have a ton of like seasonal stuff. So like for the summer, they have a bunch of like, um, meals and sides. They have a whole like a la carte menu that you can get extra things like flatbread pizzas or extra snacks or stuff like that for like parties. Uh, it's awesome. We love them. We've used them. I use it so much. I eat it all the time. It's delicious. So, uh, you can go to hellofresh.com slash 50 podcast and use code 50 podcasts or 50% off plus free shipping. That is HelloFresh.com slash 50podcast and use code 50podcast for 50% off plus free shipping. Thank you so much to HelloFresh for sponsoring this episode. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Lagubrious. Mm. Lagubrious. Um, so that, I mean, that's my little mini mauled rant just about balance and yeah they moved the backpack and it's annoying it's all annoying and i get it and i don't defend really i don't defend it at all but it's just like i don't know it's it's hard whatever um so then we can rip through because there was actually some cool stuff in this batch we can rip through they did some quality of life stuff okay you know how like you could create a preset for a gun like the little preset or you save it and you name it you just save a preset Now, whenever you like click on a gun and click like edit preset and you click open, instead of just showing you a list of all guns, it literally goes automatically to the gun and all your saved presets. So basically, it's just a small quality of life where if you were trying to find a preset to like, I want this preset for this gun, you had to open the preset editor and then open the menu and then type in the gun or scroll and find it and then it would find all the ones. Now it just brings you right there. Small thing, but good. 
That's um, why I named all my all my presets were like QQQ. Yes, literally, yes. Um, so that's nice. They added so you know how when you click traders, there's that grid of the traders, and then mm-hmm. you click with trader. They added an option to remove that middle screen because now when you, you talked about that last time, yeah, they had they said they were going to do it and they did it in this today's patch. So now when you click traders, it just takes you to the screen where they're all up top. If you like the old way, you can just toggle it back on. In general, I think that's a W. Um, this is a huge W. We literally talked about this on the podcast multiple times. They added an option to configure the use of the consumable item double click. Now you go in your menu and you know how you double click to eat food. And we were saying everybody was like freaking out because you double click a Tashanka that you need for a quest. This is this was literally I said, here's how I would do it quick and dirty. And then here's how I would actually like to see it done. They did the quick and dirty one. Literally now you can disable that setting, which you can always do. You can make it for in raid and in your stash or you can make it for in raid only. So now in your stash, you're not accidentally eating like food or anything or accidentally using a stim or something like that. But in the raid, you still have it. So quick access, boom. I just want to use this thing. Boom. I want to eat this thing. Simple. See, even that is like one of the things that like I would. Usually I'm like, give people the options to do what they want, the nice quality of life. But then every now and then it's just like, it is what it is. Like fucking take it or leave yeah. it. I would have just made that the default. Like when you double click a thing, it do- never consumes it outside of a raid. I mean, I would just make that the default. Make it not configurable. Me and- too. But you know, at least it's better than just all on or all off. Um. So few quality of life. Well, here's the thing. No, we only get we only get them to say fine for three things a year. Yeah. So. So, you know, I'd rather it be like fix the net code, yeah. you know, rather than um, the double some arbitrary yeah. maintain like two different settings and screens, which is like normally like normally that's when someone's like, why don't you just do this and this? The answer is, well, because then you have to like maintain different things, yeah. you have, to have different logic, you have to have whatever. It's like it, that's normally like the reasonable answer. Yeah, I get that. But I'm still happy to see it. Um, they nerfed the SVT and the uh, AVT. So, like, that's the those are the guns. It's like the semi-automatic Mosin and the fully automatic Mosin. The ones I was telling you about, like we talked about, it's just like the the like it is the most. It just it's it's harkening back to the Mosin days, the Vepper Hunter days. Like every single, it's got such a distinct sound. Every single raid you hear an SVT go off every single rate at least one because they're just so powerful and it's funny because we had we had talked about how it just feels really good to shoot and uh giga beef made a video it was a great video where he was like he was like yes this gun is op but like this is how all guns should feel to shoot like the recoil was very predictable it the the response time, the reset time was really quick and precise. And it wasn't like you would shoot it and it would come back to a random spot. Like it always came back to just exactly. And you could really easily pick up the rhythm. And he was like, I know everyone says we should nerf this, but like, this is just how guns should feel. They nerfed it <laughs> instead of making the other guns better. Of course they did. Yeah. So like the SVT has a little bit more horizontal and vertical recoil now. And the AVT, which is the full auto version is now locked behind a task, but nothing was enough to make people stop using it. And it's whatever. Use whatever gun you want. I don't really care. Um, 
like we said, a whole long list of bug fixes. There wasn't really anything like to call out, but just like lots of like moving errors and third person animation bugs and FOV bugs and bugs with quests and stuff like that. So um, that's pretty great. And then it looks like they gave streets a hard, a hard nerf uh, to loot in general. Um, I played a lot of streets and it felt like today there was just like no like loot on the map, which I'm conflicted about because it, it kind of goes back to the same thing with the ammo where it's like either balance loot and tell us what your desire is with loot or stop balancing. Like I am team. If I could redo Tarkov right now from the ground up myself, I'm team. There should be so much less valuable and treasure loot on maps and there should be more practical loot like helmets armors guns attachments and i would completely flip the economy from the complete and utter just like bitcoin golden skull it, it, why are you picking that up it's only seven thousand rubles per square and flip it to like i can't get this anywhere else so i want it and i need it and i'm gonna take it that's how i would do it however even though that's how I would do the game, it feels bad that they hard nerf streets because like they took it away, but they didn't change anything. So now there's like the economy is still centered around ruble per slot. And now there's just less things to get. So it's like, even I, somebody who doesn't want there to be as much treasure items, I'm kind of like, Oh, come on. Because it just, it, they're, once again, it's the same thing. They're cherry picking. They're just like taking a thing and they're being like, people are having too much fun here. We got to get rid of that. And they're not changing the system. So it's the same rabbit hole. So it's not a rabbit hole worth going down right now. But it's just the, the same thing there where it's like change the system or stop changing it. Um. So yeah, that was the patch today. Uh... That's the stuff. That's the Tarkov stuff. So we talked about Tarkov. That's the stuff. We talked about on our Patreon episode at length your feelings about Starfield. And and obviously the listeners will now have a bit of an understanding. But do you want to give like the TLDR? Um, Of your experience with Starfield? If I, to sum up the game, now I preface this by saying it seems to have mostly positive reviews and people, lots of people say they enjoy it. Yeah. I'm not saying they're wrong. The opinions expressed here are only of Veritas and not <laughs> of anyone else. But if I had to describe the game in a word, it would be unacceptable. Oof. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. And mm. I'm mad. And I want my $100 back. I have never been so flabbergasted at how fucking bad every single <laughs> detail in a game could be. And part of it Part of it, a small part of it, but a non-zero part of it is because Baldur's Gate is like everything yeah. 
it's just so good. It 100% game of the year without a doubt. That's so awesome. It's cool to see you like fall in love with that game. I I just can't stress how how incredibly good that game is. Yeah. And when you say incredibly good, one of the things so I haven't played Starfield, so I can't, you know, agree or disagree with your opinion, but one of the things that if you watch if you know watch Patreon episode, plug Patreon, or even just talking about now is like and I have a video coming out. All of that the next and the video coming out. All of the, a lot of, okay. Most of the opinions I see online are always like in reference to something where it's like, you know, Starfield versus Star Citizen or whatever. And like, you're not, you're not saying that Baldur's Gate is better because you want to fight dragons, but this game is offering me space. It's what, it goes back to like player agency, player choice, details of the world like those are the reasons it's not like well yeah because you wanted starfield to be a different game you wanted starfield to just be the game it was taking itself seriously yeah yeah like it's not even all of those things i don't even i didn't even get that far yeah into like the analysis because i'm trying to think of a way to explain it Every aspect, everywhere I turned, it was like the most low effort, shallow caricature of like a trope that even they invented Yeah, in, in other games that they forgot why it worked and why it was good and instead saw it so literally as a very specific set of things that then they yeah. thought they could just copy paste. I, I, I want to, I want to do an exercise. Mm. This is, this is, we're now, it's a, this is a new mini game. Okay. That Veritas is creating. That is, I'm just going to call it the exposition game. I'm going to read you lines of dialogue. And I want you to tell me, something that you something like a nugget that you can extract something interesting is this like uh like those games like starfield quest dialogue or taylor swift lyric like like which one is it yeah it's gonna be starfield starfield npc dialogue or um a poorly designed chatbot written by a 11 year old <laughs> idiot in 1997 Okay, okay, okay. So, no, so, so and, and not necessarily Starfield. Yeah. For starters, for contrast, let's just say you open your eyes and you're on a cart. Okay? Okay. You're just rolling through a cart. Interesting. You know. now, now imagine a character says, hey, you, you're finally awake. You were trying to cross the border, right? Walked right into that Imperial ambush, same as us. And that thief over there. Have you... Okay, just that one line. Yeah. Have you learned anything about the world at all? Yeah. Anything? Yeah, I mean, we are trying to cross the Imperial line, checkpoint or whatever, which means that there is this empire that controls everything. I'm in some way in opposition to it. 
by trying to cross and getting caught. I've got some comrades with me who are trying to do the same thing. That guy's a douchebag. He's a thief. We don't know why. Damn you, Stormcloaks. Skyrim was fine until you came along. The Empire was nice and lazy. If they hadn't been looking for you, I could have stolen that horse and been halfway to Hammerfell. You there. You and me, we shouldn't be here. It's these Stormcloaks the Empire wants. Mm. Did you learn anything? Yeah, man. <laughs> and what's wrong with him? Watch your tongue. You're speaking to Ulfric Stormcloak, the true High King. Ulfric, you're the leader of the rebellion. But if they captured you, oh gods, where are they taking us? Hey, what village are you from, horse thief? Why do you care? A Nord's last, a Nord's last thoughts should be of home. Mm. Does that tell you anything at mm. all about what's going on? Mm-hmm. Okay, now I'm going to read to you the opening. Now, now, that's the first 45 seconds of Skyrim, of Skyrim, which is regarded as a slow and boring, largely exposition heavy intro. It's not even it's not an amazing intro. Yeah, it's like iconic and it's memorable and we like love it because yeah. of the nostalgia. Yeah, for sure. But it's like not great, incredible writing other than the. A Nord's last thought should be of home. I love that line. That's yeah. a good line. Now imagine you're on an elevator. Okay. And there's two <coughs> people that are wearing space suit looking things standing in front of you. There's like an Asian woman, an older Asian woman in front of you, and a kind of douchey looking, sarcastic, irreverent younger guy over in the on the okay. side. Okay. Yeah. Seals are good. Oxygen's good. Just do what you did last time, and you're fine. Just follow my one simple rule. Okay. Hey, Heller, what's my one simple rule? Listen to Lynn. Boss lady knows best. Okay. Have you gotten anything? The seals are good. Boss lady knows best. Now, now, the question I want you to ask yourself, because you can get like five or six little tidbits from each of these lines, but ask yourself if it's relevant to the story, to the characters, to the motivations, to anything, to the mystery, the plot, yeah. the, the lore. I'll continue. Exactly. Listen to me. Mining's just like any other job. Go steady, go safe, and go home with a pocket full of credits at the end of the day. Hell yeah. Yeah, totally. It's just like um working the Stardock, except with more cave-ins, lasers, and accidental dismemberment. Now that right there would be <laughs> useful dialogue. If, like, there was a cave-in or an accident or anything that happened in the intro. Oh, yeah. None like, of that yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it was foreshadowing, the first thing I did when someone was sitting there with a laser, I walked in front of the laser. They didn't react, and they just hit me with the laser, and I stood there, and nothing happened. And they're like, these things can zap holes in the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> 
It's funny you say Millennium Falcon because I'm actually going to reference that after. <laughs> now, the way that they're talking to you. Okay. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, you're going to be just fine. Your first outing was solid. And let's be honest, it's not exactly astrophysics. So wait a minute, why are you talking to me like I have no idea what to expect, what's going on, and I'm brand new when I've done this before? Yeah. Okay. And then she says, yep, that's why I keep him around. Great pep talks. This is the opening dialogue to the game? Question mark? Yeah. It sounds like, I haven't played Skyrim in a really long time, but like, it sounds like like hour five dialogue where like remember where you go and like you can choose like your factions and I chose I don't I don't remember I chose the faction where I could train archery in the back and if you like do the training with the, the her you get archery points like it's like that's the like free five archery points by just going through the training yep. with her that's the dialogue where it's like you know, no, like, like they were talking that, about mining. When you're, sitting there, yeah. when you're sitting there shooting the targets, the two NPCs that don't have any other voice lines are having a side conversation yeah. over lunch, and that's what they're saying. Yeah, that's what that sounds like. It's like you're five hours into Starfield. You went to go to a mining facility to get, like, skill points in mining, and, and that's what they're talking about. Uh, now, imagine this was a sitcom. Where you knew the characters and all of these little things were like side jokes that were like throwbacks yeah. or like references to things. But these two people are bantering back and forth, making jokes and references to things that are irrelevant. You learn nothing about the world. Like, let me just I'm going to fast forward through and I'm everything is useless. Everything is useless. The fact. Yeah. And the fact that I can pinpoint a helium deposit from 300 meters and she and then the boss says, "Yeah, that's not untrue. It's a shame that we won't find any down here, but the metal deposits alone should pay for our own helium. And then after this, we'll have enough jump fuel to bounce from one end of the settled systems to the next." Hey, why am I here? What the <laughs> fuck are we doing? What's going on? I would be like, "Do you guys want me to leave? Am I intruding on a private conversation?" More minerals, more money, and so the cycle repeats itself. Oh, great. Explain capitalism to me. <laughs> That's what I want, is for you to explain capitalism. <laughs> just just make sure there's no more unauthorized jumps to House Faroon space, okay? I'm sorry, what? Bro. What the Bro. fuck does that mean, man? I literally... Uh. I showed this earlier. I was talking about this earlier and, and I had the idea. Now I'm going to put it in. I'm going to put it in the video. I'm going to that, that quote right there. Just no more unauthorized jumps into house for rune space. Okay. And then, the, and then she goes in the camera. <laughs> put she just signed. Oh my God. The laugh track. Holy fuck. Bro. Like I feel like what they were going for was the so i hear you're a pilot do you have a good ship yeah i'm the pilot of the millennium falcon i it doesn't matter to me it just matters to me if is it a fast ship you've never heard of the millennium falcon i'm the guy who did the kessel run in 12 yeah. parsecs yeah 
You don't have to know what the Kessel Run is. You don't have to know what a parsec is. You know, anybody based on context clues knows he's saying, bitch, my ship is fast as fuck. (laughs) Yeah. But it's like, it's like the Starfield script writers. They were like, oh shit. We got to like manufacture some bullshit side lore and just sprinkle it in. And people are going to be like, oh, it's a living, breathing world. (laughs) Oh, the richness of the lore. Did you hear about it? The settled systems. House Faroon space authorization. Also uh, with space stuff specifically, I don't know why, but with everything I hate when like, like lore feels better to me when stuff is hard, not easy. I don't like people saying like once like why am I here if once this one job is done we have enough credits to get from one side of the settled star system to the next. It's like so you so you're saying tomorrow you'll never have to work another day in your life like what do you well that doesn't sound very hard like just give me the mining laser and then I also don't ever have to work a day in my life like you know what I mean I like lore that's better that's like I don't know if we're gonna make it you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. And then after this, you're walking slowly for like another two minutes. And it's like more. How are we doing on time? Oh, you know, we've got a little bit longer. Do you want me to grab some samples? Yes, I do. But not you. Go check on Isabel. Make sure that she eases up on the breach. I don't feel like getting buried alive today. Who is Isabel? Doesn't fucking matter. What the, what is ease up on the breach? None of it's relevant. None of it matters. You never see any of these fucking characters except for well, the 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 two characters here you do see later, but there's no payoff. There's these yeah. aren't like there's no foreshadowing. Um, the whole time, your boss is telling you just be smart, be safe, keep your head on a swivel, you know whatever. And then randomly, they like open up a new area, and she goes. All right, like you're up, and then the the other guy who's been like, yeah, we're all this is super dangerous, you know, been joking around the whole time, is suddenly like, yo, there's like some weird ass gravity readings coming from here, and she's like, shut the fuck up, get in there, hurry up, we're running out of time, and you're like, what? Like the roles completely switch, mm. and suddenly she gives zero fucks about you, and she's like, get in there, we'll do your fucking job. What are you doing? And yeah. he's like, boss, boss, this is, and then you go in. And there's some shit in the wall and you go and you touch it and it's like zooms out to like a galaxy. You see a weird hologram and then zooms back in and you're like, wake you up and your boss is like, you all right? You still fine? Fine. Like we don't give a fuck, whatever. She's holding the thing that you just almost died touching, which I, I think has some relevance to the story, but it's not. If they wanted it, yeah. if they wanted that to be relevant, then actually like draw attention to it. Yeah. Well, we saw Tony go pick <laughs> the thing up without. Wait, you touched that and that's what fucked you up because Tony went over and picked it up and he's fine. Yeah, yeah. Now you know, like, oh, th- I'm was it special. Me? Am I Something, special? yeah. But instead. When the elevator's coming down, before you know about any of this stuff, she says, I got a good feeling about you. I think you're special. And then, like, 18 minutes later is when you get zapped by the alien magic or whatever. And then, like, so suddenly she's all, like, you know, we got someone coming. We got to get the thing. We got to get the thing. It's like, have you just been fucking lying to me this whole time? Yeah, where you're, like, slow and steady. Take it easy. And then all of a sudden it's like, we're all going to die if you don't get this done in three minutes. 
No, not even we're all gonna die. It was like like the whole corporate like I, I need to make a million bucks. We get a client, get oh, in there, and yeah, fucking whatever. Yeah. Like I'm totally gonna disregard any of the safety concerns. Blah blah blah. Um. And then she's like, okay, we gotta go up and meet the client. Okay. Now you know how Skyrim has the moment where you come out of the cave after the intro and they're <laughs> fucking <Yeah>. dragon overhead <laughs> and you're like looking out at the you know incredible scene that was like an incredible scene for 20 2004 or whatever of the course, fuck the yeah. game came out right it was just like holy shit this is beautiful it looks amazing and and your homeboy that you you know escaped with is like yo let's split up meet me in fucking white run or whatever um you know you're on your own and you're just like holy shit like i'm starting this life uh, starting a brand new life over again mm -hmm. after I just had literally had my head on the chopping block. The axe was coming down. All this shit happened. And it's like, now what am I going to do? Right. Maybe yeah. I want to get involved in the war, whatever. That is like an epic moment. Fallout four. You're coming up out of the fucking vault with like the bright sunlight you haven't seen in God knows how long looking over at your home yeah. that has been laid waste by a, a nuclear apocalypse yeah and you're just like that's like a pivotal moment yeah you know um and then starfield after you just mined a couple of blobs on the wall you went and touched a thing you have no idea what happened you passed out your boss didn't give a fuck you're going to meet a client you get in the elevator the elevator goes up and all of a sudden, da, na, 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 the fucking door opens to like a helipad <laughs> on like a mostly barren, like it's nice looking. The lighting is cool and everything, but like, yeah, it's like they were like, oh, hey, yo, we're releasing tomorrow. We forgot to put in the incredible, you know, moving, um, you know, coming out to the world moment. Just stick it in at the elevator scene. So it's like you're just walk out. And then while you're doing that, they're making fucking old person dad jokes back and forth to ruin the moment. Mm. And then the ship lands. And a guy's like, oh, OK, well, now you're with us. Everything's changed now. He looks to your boss and says, you know, things have changed, right? You can feel it. And she's like, yeah, sure. He can go. It's your second day on the job. You picked up the thing. You can go. And he's like, you got to go talk to my people. The, and this is the organization that we were all just like your coworker was making fun of saying that they're like a joke and nobody explores anymore. So who gives a fuck like two minutes before? And this guy's like, take my ship, go, I'll stay here. And you're like, why? What? <laughs> and, dude. The, Damn. And, then, and then he's like, after all of this happens and there's like some weird moment between the two of them. And then your boss is like, um, one of like three limited options that you have everything your character says you sound like a douchebag i hate my own character when i played the mm. game i hate it the last thing you say is thanks for everything to the it's my second day on the job and my boss cares no nothing she almost just got me killed and you're it's like you're having <laughs> hey did you have the heartfelt goodbye from the motherly figure no? Okay, throw that in at the end before they get she into says, the She says, you're welcome. Looks back at no, the camera. No, boom, she... boom, boom, boom. <laughs> no, what she says is, um, hurry up and leave before I say something I regret. <laughs> like, I don't remember your name. 
like I've been envisioning like chopping your body into pieces and eating your flesh raw. Like what? <laughs> what? What do you mean? Before it's like they, uh, this is what I mean. It's like a caricature. Yeah. It's like they, they just were like, and, and then the guy, who's you know, must be important, right? He's like, do you have any questions? And I want to pull up the the list of dialogue options because it actually makes me want to vomit. Hold, please. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Ugh. Where are the dialogue options? And this is the first 12 <laughs> minutes of the game. Now, 12 minutes is a long fucking time when you have done almost nothing um, except listen to pointless dialogue. Yeah. Oh, come on. Mm, I'm uh, going to get it. I'm going to get it if it's the last thing I do. It. If it's the last thing I do. I'm close. I'm real close. That oh, is real close. Oh, thanks. Fascinating. Yeah, I, I love your options, your dialogue options for your boss when she's like, yeah, get out of here. Thanks for everything, Lynn. Like you got to put the comma Lynn at the end as because you know we're so close, we're so tight, you know. Or you can say no way, not my job. Or what about the mine? Don't you need me? Oh, now we care about the uh, mine that almost killed us on our second day, right? Uh -huh. Like, oh God, fucking shoot me in the face! Like, yeah. are you kidding? Yeah, he gives him a watch. He gives him a watch, and he's like, "Hey, it fits perfectly. It's a fucking watch, man." They've got, you know, normally like five or six holes in <laughs> yeah, them. Yeah, that's why I mean, it fits perfectly. That's, that's the one article of clothing that fits everyone. So, I mean, hey, dude, you know, just just go before I say something I regret. Um, I'm going to find these fucking dialogue options. Uh, it wasn't going to bring it up, but we don't know exactly what the artifact might have done to your head. And Constellation is really the only group qualified to help. Cool, man. Uh, so, like, is the motivation, I guess, is supposed to be you touched a thing, you had a, a four-second cutscene, and now you're, we're concerned that you might have, like, so brain cancer or something. I don't. and these guys just already know and were flying into... No, 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 not even that. It wasn't even... That might be interesting that, like, maybe they have telepathic fucking alien communication power. No, no, it was... I think that the reason why they were mining there in the first place was to find the thing, and he was on his way to come pick it up because they suspected it was there. Now, granted, if you had, like universe altering most important thing ever you'd have yeah. the second day on the job douchebag go and yeah. you know whatever yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. um but the, bro uh, i don't know if i'm i don't know if i'm gonna be able to find it but effectively <coughs> uh the the options he's like do you have any oh i found it <laughs> hey look at that watch fix the watch fits perfectly now any questions and the dialogue options are why send me? Shouldn't you go? You're giving me your ship? Who are you? What's Constellation? What exactly did we dig up? 
Why was the Crimson Fleet after you? Which is just a bunch of pirates that you just fought because they were attacking. Okay. They like, followed him. All five of those, you should have answered before we got to the whole. Oh, now you're on. Yeah. Now you're on the most important mission ever. You don't know who I am. You don't know where you're going. You don't, you don't know, know why, why I want you, and you don't know why you I was in danger. <laughs> why? I'm like, I was screaming. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Oh man! Like. Every single shitty Bethesda game beforehand that we all know and love, you at least knew who, what, where, why, and when in the first seven minutes. Yeah. In this case, you know nothing. And then ignore. That's just the intro dialogue. Then you go and you like, oh, okay. Then you get in the ship. He gives you the ship. And then... They're like, the robot's like, I presume you know how to fly it, right? And it's press E to take off. And then there's a, you fly off into space and then fades to black, fades back in. And you're like a million miles away from the planet you just took off from facing the planet you just took off from. That right there. Imagine if you were like, <laughs> that's the moment you see the you see the black sky uh, the, the blue sky slowly turn black as yeah. the fucking atmosphere you look back and you see the planet that you fell in love with fucking tatooine going away behind you <laughs> instead it's just a little quick cutscene, you know fate and it's like, well, because they need a, a mini cutscene and a fade to black loading screen because you don't actually fly the ships on planets at all. Yeah. That would have been the perfect moment for the epic moment. Yeah. Emerging into the emerging into the vastness into the and black. wonder of space. Yeah. yeah. You go and you fight some pirates. You can't sneak. You can't convince anybody of anything. Everything you do fails. The, your robot companion makes dad jokes the entire time and then constantly boxes you into corners so that you can't move ever. I'm like looking everywhere, every inch of the environment. It's all junk that has one credit's worth of value. Styrofoam cup, pen, post-it notes. It's just all junk. I, I get to the point where I'm like, I look through like nine rooms and there wasn't a single item. No lore know anything so i'm like well great i'm no longer looking at anything yeah finally the first room i come to that's locked it's like you don't have any digi picks which are the lock picks which i didn't know i'm like oh i passed up 97 of those because they all look like every other piece of junk out there yep i i I left the dna testers behind too am i gonna need those later or are they just seven credit blocks of pixels right so you can't do anything. The robot's constantly in your way. At one point, I was like, Vasco, the robot, is going to come in clutch. I want to get up there in Skyrim fashion. I don't know how to get there, and I'm annoyed, so I just want to like, like jump yeah, one yeah, pixel yeah. at a time. And I was like, I'm just going to get up on the ledge this way. Vasco, come on over here. I go to jump on him. Whoop, fall right through his head. There's no collision on top. There's only collision there so that it boxes you in the <laughs> fucking corner. <laughs> so he pushes you around. So he just gets in your way. But you can't jump on him. 
I'm like, I swear to God, this entire game is a giant middle finger to anybody who wants to have fun and role play <laughs> in a space game. It's oh, you waited 20 years for a new franchise. Fuck you. That's what that's what Todd Howard. Todd Howard is sitting there cranking it, looking at all the people trying to play the game and trying to find the fun and not fucking finding it. Because every everything, I genuinely wanted to love it. I wasn't like coming into this yeah. thinking like you know, a space Bethesda game. Holy fuck, yes, please. Yeah. And it just it gave me it gave me every chance to fucking loathe every part of it, completely Damn. and utterly. And then, my, you know, my favorite is there's a thousand citizen just walking around, and they just walk, stop, turn around, walk stop you talk to them and they go hi hey hey oh what oh what? excuse me what i'm busy gotta go hope you're not agoraphobic make sure you don't drink water from the well it's the same 12 voice lines mm. from the same three voice actors copy pasted onto what's essentially 17 randomized character button presses on a, the character selection screen yeah. with the copy pasted mp3s of the voice lines dragged onto them and then take the 17 click and drag Control C, Control V, everywhere. They're everywhere. And everyone you talk to is pointless. It's all garbage. It's all meaningless. It's all. It's not even like as shallow as a kiddie pool. It's like the, the analogy I gave when I talked about it this recently is someone took a picture of a kiddie pool with their iPhone, emailed it to themselves, uploaded it to Imager like 77 times. So it kept getting compressed printed it out with their black and white laser jet, scanned it, faxed it to a friend, took a picture of that with their Android phone, emailed it to their grandmother, and had her sketch it from memory. <laughs> Every facet of the game is like that. You you walk by and there's like a bunch of military cadets that are like getting the speech from the people. You know, like when you walk into like White Run or whatever and like the guy's getting... Uh, like executed publicly because he's like a storm cloak or whatever. Yeah. And you have that thing and you can like stop and talk to the people. And like, yeah. if you kill them, you can kind of prevent it. And what's even better is if you'd never go to that town until after you finish the war, one of the guards will say like, it's a shame that we got here after they executed the guy. So they like even mm. thought of that. And then yet you like walk over to the people and you try to like interact with them I'm I'm talking to the main like character, like the boss lady of Constellation, while she's like following me around, like more annoying than Lydia from Skyrim. And we're having a conversation about something. And the game is overlaying the dialogue from the Oh, yeah. From the other people 20 feet away. And it's like, what? You thought it was a snake? Like, what? Why is that? Oh, like, what what are you snake? What are you talking about? And it's like, okay, fine. You're gonna get my attention. I'm gonna walk over and I'm gonna listen and try to interact with like these three space cadets. Yeah. And then you go to interact with them. And it's like, by the time that's over, they're all like, I'm busy now. Or they have lines that are unrelated. Like they've forgotten who they were. And yeah. they're like, hope you're not agoraphobic. You know, like it's, I'm flabbergasted. That's wild. And people, people enjoy it. And listen, that's fine. Some people eat sandwiches out of dumpsters. I'm not going to say they're wrong for liking it. All yeah. I can say is, sorry, I'm not interested in eating a sandwich from a dumpster. 
Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I and There was a time in my life where I didn't care about dialogue at all. I was skipping through everything. I didn't care about story. I only cared about just like shooting stuff, interacting with the game or whatever. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I've seen a lot of positive reviews of it. And if you're having fun, that's great. Like I said, I haven't played it at all. But that is most people uh, said that's that interesting. Most people said, yeah, dude, the story was pretty bad. The anime, like the facial animations are like worse than Oblivion. Yeah. Um. But it's fairly unanimous that like the game gets better after like 20 to 30 hours, which is like that is what I've heard. How, how do you say that without? Yeah. Kind of laughing. Yeah. You know, yeah, like, it, I think like you got to get five seasons into Lost before it gets good. But trust me, your 40 hours you're going to spend in the meantime are going to be worth it. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like that can be true. And you can also not you can't really judge somebody for saying I don't want to continue. Like, yeah. like they, they can app. It can absolutely it can absolutely be true that like 20 hours in 15 hours in 30 hours in. It's like things start picking up. It's super fun. It becomes super engaging. But it's like. You can't judge someone for being like, well, I've spent five hours doing this and I didn't have any fun the entire time. You know, trust me, bro, it gets better. Doesn't make me want to keep going. Like, you know, I mean, you can't fault somebody for not having the time or desire to continue to do something that they don't want to do just because somebody says it'll get better. But it's funny because most of the people that I've seen that even said, like, I am having a blast with uh, Starfield. I love it say that too like really slow start or you know x y or z and it's like that seems to be like a a theme just about everybody can get behind yeah and someone someone asked this and i think it's probably something i'm going to get a lot of people that are going to like mention in the video or whatever um the whole like were you expecting deep chat options with every single npc in the game it's not that i was necessarily expecting that yeah but Let me compare it to Baldur's Gate. Yeah. There's a, an area that has like 300 tombstones. You walk up to every tombstone and there's the main like um, incredible voiceover artist yeah. that will read you the the little clever. Every one of them is actually either like heartwarming or hilarious or yeah there's more lore in any individual tombstone than any and any npc main character secondary character that i experienced in five hours of gameplay you can walk up to any corpse and cast speak with the dead and they will give you lore about your yeah. active quests, mysteries in the area, things about themselves, funny jokes, whatever. You can cast speak with animals and walk up to any rat, any pig, any cow. And there's a rich, deep voice acting with facial animations that look realistic, more realistic. A pig has more, unironically, it's incredibly good. There's like this one puzzle that I solved by casting speak with animals, which I played like 50 hours, never having, never even knowing that that was a thing you could do. Yeah. And yet when I discovered it, it opened up like 100 hours of gameplay. Yeah. Because now you can solve problems by like, oh, the guy isn't telling you the information you want. 
talk to his fucking cat in the other room. Yeah. And they'll give you a little mini quest to go get the milk from the other room. And they're all like, like, hello, measly fucking ape man. Like, yeah, you know, that's I am a cat. You are my bitch. And, and the voice acting is phenomenal. None of the lines are corny. None of them are cheesy. They're all 11 out of 10. But like I said, there's one puzzle where you have to talk to a bunch of rats. I, I don't even want to spoil anything because it's so good. But at one point, the rat literally is like, I have memories of hurting people. Why, why do I remember having hands? Why do I have hands? And that's like, if you know what he's talking about, you're like, God damn. And it's a fucking rat. Yeah. And you can go through the game and never even know that it exists. Yeah. I walked by the same like petrified elf like a million times. I'm like, oh, it's just like a statue. You go to click on it and nothing happens. But if you attack it, a 30 foot tall beholder with 74 eyes comes out and it's like, yo, bitch, you fucked up. And you're like, whoa, what the fuck? And then suddenly the petrified people come alive and oh, they've got backstories, voice lines, quests. That's so wild. Like, so like when someone says you expect every NPC to. I mean, like, kind of. I mean, like, yeah, these guys did it. And there was like, you know, only a couple hundred developers. They're not Bethesda. Like, but like Bethesda's gonna be like, oh, we didn't have the time or the money or the resources. Yeah. Like, like if you put a job posting for we need a voice actor for a, the next Bethesda IP, as if they couldn't get anybody on planet Earth. Yeah. Oh, hope you're not agoraphobic. <laughs> like, what the fuck, dude? I could have been a better voice actor. Yeah. Unironically, I genuinely think I could do better voice acting. That's brutal. And it's a $100 fucking game from one of the biggest game publishers ever that we've been waiting 20 years for a new IP from. And it's worse than any game of theirs that I've ever played. Now, mm. I have to caveat that with, I never played Fallout 76. Yeah. So I wasn't, I don't Nor know. Nor did I. I just hate it. I Man. hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I'm I'm just I'm genuinely like salty. That's brutal. It just feels like I I feel like if you had somebody that was like a a, a really close friend and you asked them to like do you a solid to to like take care of a project or something for you. And you were like trusting them to put their heart and soul into it. Yeah. And they just phoned it in. Yeah. You start to wonder, like, wow, you don't value our friendship. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Like, because I would put 100% effort into something for me. If a friend came to me and was like, I really need you on this, yeah. I would give 350%. Yeah. And Bethesda was just like, last minute pulled up like wikipedia copy pasted a few things went on fiverr yeah. hired some amateur voice actors there's just it's no wild because like this yeah like this would have been a great moment for them to like move to a new engine too because they're like using the same engine i think fallout 4 was made on um and just like really try to put like you know basically start the next chapter of bethesda you know what i mean you know they tease they're working on elder scrolls 6 and like move 
to like a new thing with this new IP and this new refreshed vision for gaming and stuff like that. So it's and and when the alternative is sad to hear that the alternative is keep the engine. Like this is why mods are so successful yeah. because all the mods do is add new content into the thing. Because like I want more Skyrim. Yeah. I've done everything. I want more. Yeah. If they had just not changed a god, not changed the graphics, not it, it could have looked exactly like Skyrim. You could have been flying around fucking horse carts in yeah. space. But if the quests were good, the story was yeah, good. Yeah. If the voice acting was good, if the dialogue was good, if any of that was good, you For could sure. forgive it. Yeah. At least at least when you get into Act 3 after I've been playing Baldur's Gate for like 180 hours and I just got to Act 3 which is like <laughs> the second half of the story and now suddenly this is the first time I've come across NPCs that don't have their own individual individual voice acted voice lines everyone even if it was one liner it was like that's a teenage kid struggling with making yeah. friends at this fucking dojo, whatever, he would have a compelling voice-acted voice line that was like, damn. And it was just an off, just a random yeah. dude in the corner where, it's, you know, in this game, he'd say, hope you're not agoraphobic. Hi. Sorry, I don't have time. On my way to a meeting. You know, at least when you get to Act 3 and there's a million NPCs and they probably, like, ran out of the yeah. resources to do a thousand more voice lines and voice-acted stuff, at least when you go to walk up to them, to talk to them, you can't talk to them and they just fucking ignore you because yeah. if you're a strange dude walking up to people, starting conversations, most people are going to look at you and go, yeah, and they're going to ignore you anyway. That's less immersive <laughs> than pretending like yeah. they're like real. And the <sighs> and to that point as well, Baldur's Gate did well to stack, to front load it. Right, like Act One, Act Two. That's where everyone you meet, like that's the moment in Starfield. That when you're finally when you land with Constellation and you're walking to the thing. If there's any moment in the game to make everybody you walk up to have something, even if it was literally only that one moment, because most gamers do that in the beginning, talk to everybody, and then really never do it again. Because yeah, they get bored of it. Yeah, so it's like that's the moment you give every single person on that walk a compelling backstory and you voice act that and then you basically don't have to do nearly that much work and it feels because it basically it just lowers you into the world with like a like a real steady descent into it where you can learn and learn and learn and learn and then it flips and you want to explore, 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 explore. Don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. That's the moment. You don't even have to do it for every NPC ever. But when you're setting up the that's yeah. Dude, the the de the depth and on the flip side, Baldur's Gate is it's another one of those games that out of nowhere is has to be in my top five games of all time. I'm I've I'm already looking forward to starting a new game and playing a totally different character every time. Bro, I'm telling you, if you take your mouse and you do this. You're going to be ran looking in a random direction. I say walk in that direction. And the first thing you interact with is going to be like way richer and deeper. Yeah. It's going to be a hidden wall or an NPC with a side quest or whatever. And it's not at the same time. It's also not overwhelming. It It's yeah. none of it is cheap or shallow yeah. or, or, or anything. And, and the amount of 
thought they put into all of these things. And and it's not like there's 9 billion game mechanics. You talk yeah. to people and you kill they things you and you stuff and yeah. And yet it's the most incredible like I don't want them to change anything. I want them to make a hundred more games built in the same exact engine with the same exact like fifth yeah. edition Dungeons and Dun- uh, Dungeons and Dragons mechanics. You can go and like convince a kid who tries to pickpocket you. If you have enough persuasion or or enough like pickpocketing skills, you can be like, "Yo, actually, you're pretty good. I can take you under my wing and I can help you out." Have a couple different relationship conversations with a couple different people, and they'll say, "Yo." The fucking druids over there, like, I think I can steal their, like, god statue that they have in the middle of their thing that all the th- people are, like, praying to. And you can be like, fucking go for it. And then later on, talk to them, the little the kid, the little kid with, like, the fucking eye patch, and they can be like, yo, I did it. And then <laughs> you can go and pickpocket the little fucker, take it from them, and then go talk to them later on, and they're gonna go... Some motherfucker stole the goddamn statue from me. I'm going to kill whoever the fuck I fight. Someone thought of that. Yeah. Record, wrote down the dialogue, implemented it, the, the logic, uh, the order of operations and the mechanics in the game, paid a voice actor to. Damn. And every NPC you talk to. Is a complete and utter fucking joke. From the first line of dialogue in in the game I paid a hundred dollars for from one of the biggest developers in the world. Oh that's rough. Now what I need you to do, because mm-hmm. you're so good, you're you're better at this than me. Is like do I title this video like mm. Starfield is the worst dog water fucking trash Ooh. game I've ever played in my entire life? Yeah. Expose Todd Howard is a Nazi, you know, like what, what, what do I, <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Cause I mean, it's gotta be, I'm sure the 8 billion people are putting yeah. out Starfield videos. So yeah. Well, I don't know what I want to do for the thumbnail. I actually went and photoshopped. Like... I, I Photoshop. I don't think this is a good thumbnail, but I went and I spent the time to do this. And actually we have the technology now that I can show you what I did. Uh, for this fucking thumbnail concept. <sighs> we have the technology. <laughs> oh! That's you know a long- great thumbnail. You know how long I, it took me to like f- find a word with like an odd number of letters? Yeah. That was like, yo, that's a good thumbnail. You think? Dude? I do. Okay, that's but the like, thumbnail. But like oh, on, wait, 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 on wait. mobile, that's the thumbnail, and the title <laughs> is "Starfield is terrible, even if you're having fun." I I keep that's. I think, I think that's a good thumbnail. Like, so like the thesis is like, even if you're enjoying yeah. the game, it's because, like it's dog shit and and like yeah, a, because your qualms with the game aren't. I can't, you know, 
you know, a thousand planets, but some of them, you know, don't have this. Like, your qualms with the game aren't what most people's qualms with the game are. Like, so people got butthurt about, like, the planet thing, or, like, so many people were comparing it to, like, No Man's Sky or, or, um, or Star Citizen. But, like, your, your thesis for this is, like, for a Bethesda game, for the company that made us fall in love with RPGs, my generation fall in love with RPGs and want to talk to NPCs and think that a story uh, should have a game should have good story and that has been perfected by other developers. So even yeah. if you're having fun and so I, so the reason I think that title works is because I think it's tr like, I think you believe that it's true. And then also it makes everybody want to click on it. Right? Because if, if, if you see Starfield is terrible and you agree with it, you want to click on it. And if you see Starfield is terrible, even if you're having fun and you, cause you disagree cause you think I am having fun. You're gonna to want to click on it. Yeah. All right. I'll. I'll. I'll I like it. it. Yeah. That was just the first thing that popped into my head. You definitely don't. Don't have to use it. <clears throat> I keep. Or maybe swap out to... terrible. Starfield is. Starfield is bad. Starfield is is a bad game. Yeah. Starfield. Yeah. It's a bad game. Yeah. Even if you're having fun or something like that. Starfield sucks. Even if you're having fun. Starfield is a bad okay. game. Even if you're having fun. Actually, it might be better. Oh, wait. I know it's hard to see. Because it's black here, but like yeah, this, this would be the title. Starfield is a bad game, and that in parentheses. Yeah, even if you're having fun. Even if yeah, you're having fun, yeah, yeah, yeah. like like you're having. I guess the the point is you're having fun in, in spite, spite of, in spite of the game doing everything it possibly can to fucking sabotage that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I I keep wanting to go back to, and although I I'm pretty sure it's like um, I'm pretty sure it's a like maybe it's what H bomber guy has a series that has like this pattern, but I keep wanting to say Starfield is a bad game and here's why. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't, isn't the whole comma and here's why yeah, is yes. that? I think okay. it is H bomber guy. God, that's so good. It's such a good. And here's why. Yeah. I, I, I'm so tempted to like follow that pattern. Cause I have like the, you know, the like, you don't know X with like the Diablo thing. And I'm like, yeah. I really wanted to. <sighs> I think. Even, Do you think that the, my my biggest problem though is that like don't you think on mobile is it is it that like iconic of a of a thumbnail I mean uh, sorry of a like a logo yet that like people would recognize this branding as being about Starfield mm, I think so Do I need to put like PewDiePie like Yes, face, Mr. Like, Beast in the bottom right corner. Head, yeah, hands on head. I think it wouldn't be like a bad idea to have another thumbnail locked in the chamber, but I think it's clean. I think uh, the other thing is like you make it really small, but most people are on mobile with their phone four inches from their actual eyeballs. So it's like text is readable. You know what I mean? On mobile like that. Like I think, I think the clarity of it, I think the fact that the text... Um, I think the fact that the text. Oh, I also did this. Oh, overhyped. I think disappointing is really good. I think that the text invokes the logo of Starfield. I think the image is very space and very straight. I, I like, I don't know. I'm no YouTube guru, but I think that's a really good thumbnail. Like that's the thumbnail I would click on. Just put Starfield sucks in parentheses under the rectangle. Yeah. Maybe if you made the dis the whole like disappointing in text like a little bigger, try to make it just like stretch a little bit closer to the frame. But I think that's a I think that's a compelling thumbnail. And I think 
that the and I think it goes with the title well because it's like yeah I think disappointing is a good word because I think disappointing is a good word for like eight different reasons honestly yeah center that B up dude Something like that. Ship it. In my opinion. Just draw like a... Draw boobs or something. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to work that algorithm, you know. Just Dude, put you some gotta kits, do it. Put some boobs on the thumbnail. Yep. Starfield sucks, Gone and here's sexual. why. Gone sexual. Yeah. Starfield could... sucks, gone sexual, and it just has St Todd Howard. With, never mind. You could put Todd Howard's face like and lower the opacity and make him like a like a planet or something in the background. <laughs> People love to meme on Tom Howard. I think it's good. I think it's good. I think it's a good thumbnail. I could just do a dumpster and then a fire. Mm-hmm. Listen, imagine if video... just a dumpster fire, arrow, starfield. Just <laughs> dude, if, if 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 when you launch the video, if it's not doing well, there's no harm in just like Going weird with it. Yeah. Well. I think it's good, though. Hopefully that'll be out in the next couple of days. Okay. Well. That's crazy. Well, uh, that is that is the stuff. Tarkov's Quest Starfield. and Starfield are dumpster fires. Um, Star, Star, Starkov, Starkov, Tarfield. Well, I hope whatever you're playing, you're having fun. Whether it's like me and subjecting myself to more of Escape from Tarkov, or like Veritas playing the beautiful game that is Baldur's Gate Three. Um, but yeah, that's the that's the that's all we got for today. Um, once again. Little shameless plug. If you want, if you want forty-five more minutes of Starfield Baldage, no, uh, another shameless plug for the the Patreon. Uh, the support over there has been absolutely insane. We have been enjoying getting into like a a new flow of like the offline talks, talking about mostly non-Tarkov related things over there. So if you're looking for do Q and A's, sometimes like we talked about Starfield top, topical stuff a lot in the in the realm of gaming and tech, but also like, I think we talked about like aliens for a good bit on this one too. So aliens. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, patreon.com slash the podcast pod. Uh, it's also linked down below. Thank you guys for hanging with us here, whether you're live or watching on YouTube or listening on Spotify, it truly means the world. I still get like 11,000 messages a week. Like, yo, love the, the podcast. And that means the world. So thank you guys for hanging. Thanks for being a part, and we will definitely see you all in the next one. Peace. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. 
Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.